Hi. Oh, boy. Hello. That was sharp. Sharp, I say. Good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I'm Glenn Clark. He's Griffin. And we are still figuring things out. We make no promises how this, how anything is going to go over the course of the next couple hours. But again, the alternative is always that Griffin and I just get up, walk out, and walk directly across the street to Glory Days Grill and have a fine day there instead. That is the alternative should something go wrong. Understand, if, if for example, at some point you have to walk away and then you come back to the show and we're not here and you want more Glenn Clark Radio, just come meet us at Glory Days Grill. That's where we'll be. And we'll just do the show for you there. That'll be the plan should anything go wrong. We are still uh, working out the kinks, unlike uh, uh, Griffin, whose new career will be working with the kinks. So it's... um. Kinks were a hell of a band, too. Girl, you really got me now. You got me so... Anyway, the moral of the story being, we're still working through some stuff. I was here late last night. Griffin was back in here at the uh, crack of dawn this morning. Uh, He milked the cows, and then he came in here, and he uh, tried to take care of some things. Uh, Just in time for us to probably do things a completely different way tomorrow. So that's, that's the good news about everything that we're going through here. And if you think that maybe I'm uh, I'm starting to show um, show some signs of being worn down by all of it, <laughs> the answer is yes. Hey, but Griffin, good news. On top of everything else, the water's out at my house currently. So wow, <laughs> I got that going Just for a me. Fun week. Got that going for me. I'd say it meant that I didn't take a shower, but I I got <laughs> to the gym and I did take a shower. <laughs> things are things are going great. Thank you for asking. Go away for a week and all hell breaks loose. <sighs> Let's go to my Zen place. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Glory Days Grill. And I will get those scenarios up, unfortunately, because we were still fixing things. And the moments, literally the moments leading up to the start of today's show, I have not had an opportunity to post them yet. But you know what? You could just imagine. Imagine what they might be. And, and, and answer them that way. I, at some point, hopefully, we'll take a commercial break and I'll have time. To uh, to post those Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios here in a bit. Uh, coming up on the program today, in just a moment or so, Josh Holiday. He is the baseball coach at Oklahoma State. Josh Holiday is um, also the uncle of Jackson Holiday, and we'll talk to him about him and another Orioles draft pick, Nolan McLean, who did play for him at Oklahoma State. That coming up. Ah, yes, we didn't even have the commercial logs because there was so much going on today that we didn't have time. Thank you, John Colson. John, I'd like to put you on the camera, but that's not an option currently. We got other problems. Bigger fish to fry. We'll deal with that some other time. Um, Josh Holliday is going to join us. Travis Garrison, former Terp. Uh, Big event coming up. They're going to play an alumni basketball game between the University of Maryland and Georgetown teams. And it's quite fascinating to me how it came all about and what the future of this thing might be. So we'll talk to Travis Garrison about that. Drew Forrester will check in with us. And uh, a neat local story um, impacting the, uh, the track and field championships that are going on out in Oregon you might have seen Devin Allen default um, out there, and this is a really unique local aspect to it. We'll talk to John Bainon coming up a little bit later on about that. All of that on tap today. Today's show also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. Make the most out of every day in a Toyota RAV4, available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style 
Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. Something go wrong already? We yeah, I, okay. I mean, I, I think that does effectively hang up. I do think that's how that works, so we won't do that. Over one. <laughs> Lost the perfect game even quicker than uh, in the All-Star game. Like, I, if you were expecting me to give you some sort of analysis of the All-Star game, I got bad news for you. You're going to have to look elsewhere. But if you're looking for that, I don't know, man. Seek help would be the, the biggest thing that I would tell you to do. Um, it it was a game that had Jorge Lopez faced two batters, got them both out. So there's that. That's the extent of the analysis that I have for you about the All-Star game last night. Jorge Lopez was involved. He did get to get into the game. And whatever he does for the rest of his life, he'll always be able to say he pitched in an All-Star game. So... Good deal. Good deal. I also, by the way, did not think that I cared about um, the uniform thing. I thought everybody was being uh, overgrown man babies about the players not wearing their own uniforms and wearing these generic uniforms instead until I saw them. They sucked. They were terrible. I mean, I I still don't really care, but you guys are actually right about this. They were god-awful. What atrocious uniforms those were that players were wearing last night. There. That's the extent of my analysis of the All-Star game. All right, joining us now, he is the baseball coach at Oklahoma State. He also happens to be the uh, uncle of the number one pick who probably will not be coming to play for him, unfortunately, at Oklahoma State. But he also knows another player that the Orioles selected in this draft in Nolan McLean. He is Josh Holiday, and he is with us now here on GCR. Coach, it's Glenn and Griffin in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. My pleasure. You bet. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And, of course, I, I should point out, uh, also, you have a little bit of familiarity with this area. You were once a, a Hagerstown son, correct? I was, yeah. One glorious summer in the South Atlantic League in Hagerstown, Maryland. So, I yeah, I uh, went to Camden Yards on an off day uh, one, one day during that summer and, and caught a game and uh, loved it. What a beautiful ballpark. Wow. And so, yeah, we, uh, we like the orange and black colors. And uh, excited to have a couple of our guys, you know, coming from the Stillwater America area, you know, headed your direction. And we've got a couple guys in your system already. So we uh, we're excited for our kids. Let's let's start with Jackson, obviously. And and taking it back, we have all there's this video that's been going around this week of him hanging out with Matt when he was three years old at the ballpark. And we see him swing. And at three years old, it's purer than any swing I've ever seen in the history of baseball. It's the most remarkable thing I've ever seen. When did you know how special Jackson had the chance to be? Well, he was amazing as a little kid. And uh, most of our encounters were in the summertime when I could get a break from work and, and go see Matt and Leslie wherever they were located. And uh, for as long as I can remember, you know, whistle ball games or uh, rag ball games or rolling up a sock into a form of a ball, it didn't matter wherever we were, whatever we were doing, there was something involving him swinging in a ball. And uh, just even at a, at a toddler's age when he would turn and swing, it just looked natural. And as they got older, whistle ball games and as more kids arrived in the family, had family games, and uh, Jackson just always could – uh, hit the ball in a, in a fashion that no one else on the field, it didn't matter if we were at a city park hitting baseballs or in a backyard playing with the ball. He always had a beautiful swing. And I think when he got here to Stillwater, uh, end of his eighth grade summer, when Matt and the family moved here after Matt kind of 
set his sights on winding down his playing career. Um, Jackson got here about 150 pounds and um, had a great swing, was a good player, but was really just starting to blossom physically. And the uh, first time I saw him play for an extended period of time, what struck me the most was what a, a patient hitter and what a tremendous eye he had. He uh, never swung out of the zone. He was always under control. He hit the ball the opposite field. Uh, and he played with a steadiness and a calmness that you rarely see. So um, at a young age, he always had a great swing. As he got older, he played under control with poise. And then i say the last two years, it's probably just been continued steady hard work on a daily basis. He's obviously gotten very strong and uh, his skills and performance have just gotten better and better and better. So um, he's awfully good. We're really proud of him. And I think the the Orioles made a tremendous selection. You know, he, to your credit, I talked to him right before the draft and he said, you know, I, my uncle hasn't, hasn't pressured me at all about uh, maybe denying my opportunity to move on to pro ball and play for him instead. He's been very cool about it. But, you, you know, you took the job in 2013. I, I'm doing some rough math here. He would have been, what, eight, nine years old at that point? What, do you remember when the first time was that you were like, hey, I'd, I'd like for you to come play for me at some point? <laughs> well, you know, the thing that, that's fun uh, watching Jackson and Ethan and Grayson and Reed, all of Matt's kids, and then my two kids, Brady and Olivia, they're all relatively close in age. And so as we've raised our families and vacationed and spent holidays together, the parallels, the photographs we have of them growing up and them wearing different gear based on where I coached through the years. You know, when we got back to Oklahoma State 10 years ago, to your point, the gear all started to kind of look the same again. And uh, <laughs> the orange and black and, and the OS hats and the T-shirts. So we've got about 10 years of pictures with the kiddos all dressed in OSU gear. And, you know, I never wanted Jackson and for that matter, any of our kids to ever feel like they had to come here. I always wanted them to, to pick and go where their heart was. And I'm, I'm glad that he felt, you know, that driven and that uh, attracted to continue to help this program, but also to put his stamp on it because he was uh, his own person and is his own person. So Pretty cool that he chose Oklahoma State, and, and quite honestly, even cooler that, uh, you know, his skills develop so rapidly that I always tell people, you know, everyone benefits from coming to college. There's there's not one person that doesn't benefit from it, but not necessarily does everybody need it. I think Jackson mm -hmm. developed to a point where college wasn't, you know, needed any longer. He's mature enough to handle himself. He's been raised in a family that understands uh, the challenges of professional baseball. He's ready for that. He'll have a support system. Uh, he's ready in that regard. And, and the Orioles showed him uh, in their action of taking him where they did that they believe he's ready. No doubt. And so I think those things line up, and, and, and it's a pretty clear indicator that there's no better time for him than right now. Um, and, you know, who couldn't be more excited for any kid, let alone somebody you've, uh, you know, been around since the day they were born. That's neat. That's really neat. Josh Holliday, baseball coach at Oklahoma State, with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. Coach, if I could quickly, just two little ones on Jackson, and I'm going to talk about Nolan for sure. Um, the, the first being, and you kind of allude to it in what you're just saying, which is a, away from his skills on the field, what are the Orioles getting? This, you, you, you know there's pressure that comes with being 1-1, right? Like even, sure. even in a system that's now starting to show progress and a baseball team that's 500, you're still a 1-1 pick. That is lofty expectations that come along with that. 
Um, how uniquely do you believe he is prepared for handling that pressure moving forward? Well, he's he's ready for it because he's been Matt Holiday's son for right. the last 18 years of his life. And so there's never been a day where Jackson stepped on a baseball field where he wasn't already being viewed or looked at or expected to be something because of the, the gift of his last name and the gift of his his dad's success. So this will be nothing entirely new to him. Um, obviously, being the first pick in the draft, is a that's a pretty small uh, fraternity of players that can lay claim to that. But where I think he'll handle it really well, uh, he's a very humble person. He is um, one of the most non-self-absorbed kids of this generation that I've ever been around. Uh, and I don't mean that as a criticism of other kids. I just mean it as a description of who he is. Sure. Um, you know, the other night he had a great collection of close friends and family, and he was excited and thrilled to hear his name called. But he, he just manages himself, um, his demeanor, the way he treats people. He, he's very grounded and he's very humble. So I, I think his internal talk is, is the right kind of internal talk. And all I mean by that is he loves to play. He loves to work at the game. Uh, he lives a clean life off the field. He's got great discipline and, and a great example uh, in his parents and, and the people close to him. So he's built to, to stay focused. Um, he's built now to go take on the task of, of getting better every day and putting the time in to become a great player. And he also knows baseball's hard. And, and so, you know, the, the line between – the, the penthouse at the top and, and, the, and the outhouse at the bottom is very thin. And so the, the humble nature that he has, I think will keep him grounded and focused and not allow him to get too high or too low. And uh, he think, you know, if you watch Matt's career and his demeanor, you know, I think you'll, you'll realize Jackson, he mirrors that in many ways. Um, will it be some pressure? Sure. But nothing worth doing or, or special ever occurred because you snuck up on somebody. Right. I mean, mm -hmm. Let's face it, if you want to be great and you want to play at the pinnacle of something, everybody knows you're coming. So you better get comfortable uh, taking on a challenge and you better get comfortable embracing what it takes to be great um, because you can't hide from that. To, to your point, I asked him what he does when he's not doing baseball, and he was like, I watch my brother play baseball. <laughs> like, he just, that's what he does is baseball. And then, you know, there are, there are people that say, hey, we think he can play shortstop at the major league level, but the question is, can he stay at shortstop? Um, for a prolonged period of time, what what's what's your response to that? Can can Jackson be a shortstop for eight to ten years in the major leagues? Oh yeah, I think that's such a tired topic. I hear people say things like that now. Uh, you know, can someone stay here? I mean, you're talking about a 18 year old kid that's a 180 some odd pounds and in amazing shape, plays under control. Uh, you know, he's not Matt. I mean, he's not a 240 pound, six right. foot five guy. This is a, this is a six foot one athlete that is lean. He's going to take great care of himself. Uh, whether you play shortstop in the majors or second or, or someday third, or you're a great enough player to play all three, look at all the value that that's created over the years for so many good teams. But, you know, when I watch Jackson, I'm just looking for players that remind you, you know, I recruited Brandon Crawford out of high school really hard a long, long time ago. Um, I don't think anybody would have said Brandon Crawford at that time was a no-brainer 15-year veteran major league shortstop. Uh, Jake Cronenworth, who I saw in college at the University of Michigan, who's a, an all-star with the Padres, who plays second shortstop. I mean, 
all these guys are major league second baseman shortstops. And I think we have this image that the shortstop has to run a six one sixty or have this, you know, unmeasured athleticism in order to stay at shortstop. But the shortstop needs to be the most steady, smartest, consistent defender and, and, and defensive captain on the field. And last time I checked, the greatest Oriole in history wasn't yeah. the fleetest of foot. Yeah. But yeah. had everything it ever took. So I, I'm – I don't subscribe to the whole idea. Can someone stay it short? I think a a great player who plays high level defense um, can play shortstop. He can do that. Uh, I don't know if we're going to fix the shift issue, but the way we play defense in the major leagues now, never has that been less important since we're basically sticking defensive players right behind the ball before it's ever hit. Yep. Um, so there's a lot of things that are not, in my opinion, uh, I think people are, caught up in that i mean if i've ever seen a kid who can who can play shortstop and and play baseball um it's him and you know mother nature yeah i mean he could be a 210 pound kid someday and and still play shortstop or you know um there's room for gold glove second baseman too so i I think he's (laughs) definitely a middle infielder uh but he's got a beautiful swing Uh, i'm a little concerned though i don't think i understand what we did in left center field there at Camden Yards. The uh, homer, the now, homers to left center are we, we a needed, real issue, in we, my opinion. We needed, we needed pitching, Coach. Like, we've gone a long time without pitching, and it's working. So we're kind of living with it right yeah. now. It's not it's not ideal, but we're living with it right now. And certainly that little jut of a wall in left center field, we got to do something about that because that's an eyesore and looks awful. Um, uh, before I let you go, Nolan McClain, a fascinating story, right? The, the word around here is that the Orioles are drafting him to be a pitcher, but he clearly can hit. Um, are you prepared to tell me that the Orioles just found Shohei Otani and we should all be like ready to throw a parade currently? Well, I'm not sure I would go there. Um <laughs> Because I think there's one of those in the whole world. Yeah. Um, I think he got a major leaguer. Uh, I think I think Noel McLean's a major league player. Um, I do think he has major league talent, both as a hitter and as a pitcher, uh, from what I understand and just the, the little information I've seen. They intend to develop him as a pitcher yep. and still allow him to swing the bat, which is great. Um, he has immense raw power, probably as good a raw power as anyone in this draft. Um He's a really good third baseman, but I do think on the mound that Nolan could be a major leaguer in a really short amount of time, you know, depending on what the team does with him. If he was in the bullpen, I could see him being a major league relief pitcher closer within two years. I think he's that gifted. Uh, If they choose to try to make him a starting pitcher, obviously that might take a little bit longer since there's a different set of skills required to do that. But I think the Orioles got a major leaguer. They got a amazing kid with great work ethic, uh, powerful 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 guy i mean whether it's hitting the ball or throwing the ball this guy this guy can do it at a high rate of speed so i think it was a smart choice i think it was a bright choice i think their scouting department was very zeroed in on his talent and uh when i saw him take him where they did i said that those guys were paying close attention because he's probably um if he just pitched and people saw more of him pitching uh in my opinion, he would have been a first-round pick. Wow. But because he was a, two, a two-way player in college, there wasn't quite as much mound time. And, um, you know, so I think that's where it lies. I think as a hitter, he's, he's a really good prospect. I think as a pitcher, he's an elite prospect. And they're going to give him a chance to, you know, kind of figure out which one it is. But I, I think you got a major leaguer on your hands. And, you know, you, he reminds me of like a Trevor Rosenthal on the mound when Trevor was saving 50 games for the Cardinals when that played. I watched a lot of the Cardinal games. 
I see similarities where he could be a, an elite closer in the major leagues and save a bunch of games or, you know, if they want to develop him as a starter, he, he's got the athleticism and the stuff to do that too. So big, big, uh, big fan of Nolan. And I think it was a really good pick. I think he's going to be fascinating for Orioles fans to watch his development and to, to see, hey, you know, is is he a guy, to your point, that's that's in the bull- – could we see a scenario where somebody's called out of the bullpen to pinch hit at some point during the course of a game? That could be kind of a fascinating thing over the next couple of years. Josh Holiday, man, really appreciate you taking the time for us. Um, I, you know, it, by all means, please continue to send us great baseball players. Uh, in the coming years, please may, may we make this a pipeline that exists forever between Oklahoma State and Baltimore. Well, we got the we got the colors right, that's for sure. No doubt, uh, we wear the orange and black uh, just like you guys do, and obviously we'll be huge Oriole fans from this point moving forward. So um, yeah, thanks for having me on, and uh, I look forward to uh, following the progress, and hopefully someday, yeah, getting up to Camden Yards to, to see these two guys break in with the Orioles. No so doubt about you guys uh, have a great week. Thank you, Coach. Appreciate it. Coach Josh Holiday from Oklahoma State checking in with us here on GCR. Again, the uncle of Jackson Holiday, and that's where Jackson was going to go play, but obviously he's got some other plans, some other things in mind uh, that he'll be doing instead. And uh, also the uh, coach for Noel McLean. Appreciate him taking a couple of minutes for us here on the program. Today's show brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Baseball is back on Thursday. And it's time to start thinking about football plans. It's time to start thinking about, like, maybe making a ritual out of getting together on Thursday nights or Sunday nights or Monday nights. Maybe Sunday afternoons. Maybe making this the new place for you to go to watch Ravens games. Because you can bet on every game right on the 61 self-service kiosks in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. They are open 24-7, so if you're into betting strange things, Japanese baseball, you want to bet the, I don't know, the Tour de France, something like that, you can still bet them right there on those 61 self-service kiosks. I love the atmosphere at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel. I would like to try to convince my fantasy football league that that's where we should be going. Uh, Griffin and I talked about it a couple weeks ago. That first full weekend of college football, lots of big games. You could be hanging out, doing your fantasy draft in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel while watching and betting on that first weekend of college football. I can't think of anything more perfect Ideal, splendid, stupendous, as Pat McAfee might say. FanDuel Sportsbook, Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Email events at sportssocialmd.com if you want to reserve your spot, either for an upcoming event or if you want to hold your fantasy draft there in the FanDuel Sportsbook. All right, still to come this hour, we will check in with our buddy Drew Forrester. I am going to work to get the Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios posted. And... I got a couple of other things on my... Believe it or not, there's still a lot of things from the two and a half weeks I was gone that we haven't been able to cover yet. So I'll get into some of those next. It is a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. 
Summer is in full swing, and so is the summer seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, flash fried pork belly with their popular Korean number two sauce, and try their South Carolina barbecue chicken, or back by popular demand, the lobster roll with grilled corn. Also try the irresistible crab and lobster fries, or the very berry salad with chicken. And for dessert, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jacks. This menu will be going, going gone. Find out more and get your order in at glorydaysgrill.com. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Get your tickets now for the premier high school lacrosse games of the year. The 17th annual All-America Lacrosse Boys and Girls Senior All-Star Games will be on Saturday, July 30th at Johns Hopkins Historic Homewood Field. This is your chance to see the future lacrosse stars up close and in person as they showcase why they are the best in the country. Go to allamericalacrosse.com and get your tickets now. The latest edition of PressBox is available now, and it's our very first Salute to Coaches issue. On the cover, we recognize Ravens coach John Harbaugh ahead of his 15th season. Also inside, find tributes to Navy football coach Ken Niamatololo, UMBC soccer coach Pete Karinji, Maryland soccer coach Sasha Sorovsky, and field hockey coach Missy Maharg, Mount St. Joe basketball coach Pat Clatchy, and Poly basketball coach Kendall Peace. We also honor recently retired Johns Hopkins lacrosse coach Janine Tucker and Calvert Hall baseball coach Lou Eckerl, the athletes who lives these coaches have impacted, offering insights on what makes them special and why they've stood the test of time. PressBox is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition, as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. FanDuel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. Don't forget that full episodes of the show are available for free on Apple, Spotify, Amazon, and YouTube. But warning, you get what you pay for. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. All right, back in here on GCR. I, uh, <clears throat> I started to get the Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios posted here. I'm going to share them with you via this medium, and then I'll post them. We'll take another break before Drew joins us. I'll post them there, and you can start getting responses in then. But just so you know what you're thinking about, three scenarios for Would You Rather Wednesday brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Scenario number one, I have bad news. Uh, Griffin, you're a single uh, young man, correct? Uh, uh, that is correct. You're yes. correct. So this would not impact you as directly, although you, the scenario still impacts you. Sure. Um. For those of you that are, are not single, I have terrible news. Your partner has left you. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm so very, very sorry. But it's not all bad news. 
because it's one of those bad news, good news situations. But you get to pick the good news. The bad news, your partner has left you. I'm so sorry. The good news can either be A, that the Baltimore Orioles are going to make it all the way to the freaking World Series this year. Not going to promise what happens, but they're going to make it to the World Series this year. Or the good news can be that you get a phone call and an invite to come spend next weekend in Cabo with newly single Emily Ratajkowski. All right? So, again, your spouse, your partner, whoever it is, they're out of the picture. Of course, that's of no impact to Griffin, but let's just play along. Pretend like you had a partner. Now, maybe you say, I'm not into women. It's fine. I'm not saying you, Griffin. I don't know what you're into. You can be into whatever you want to be. Uh, I'm into Emily Ratajkowski. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, who's... Come on. Um, Do your best. Just play along for the sake of... This is not a... This isn't bigger than what you're... You know, what what it is. This is just a silly game. Just play along. Try try to imagine that you were into women or try to create a replication of of that for a dude that you might be into. I don't know. Is there a recently single handsome gentleman that uh, I'm not thinking of? Um. Her, the... She's single because uh, her partner, who is not, he he looks squirrely as hell. Like I don't I don't really understand that. But if you're into him, maybe he's the answer. Of course, apparently he's a. I believe she said he's a dog. He's a serial cheater, as I believe what she said about her husband. Um, just try to play along, however you can. We we have fun here. So again, the scenario. Would you rather, in order to heal the heartbreak? of your spouse leaving you, the Orioles make the World Series, or Emily Ratajkowski wants to spend a weekend with you in Cabo now that she's single. All right? Apparently Zac Efron's single. We recently single? I guess. I mean, it's, uh, I'm looking at a website that says the most eligible single well, that's a different Because I don't, like they might be dating some. I, mean, I was thinking of looking at somebody who like just got out of just, a relationship, back on so the, like, uh, they might be available. You know what I mean? It's, 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 it's fine. Great. We don't have to put too much time into this. Uh, number two. Would you rather you, uh, Griffin? Did you see the video of the dude who was at the All Star game jostling children to try to get an autograph? Oh yeah, yep, I did. See the that. biggest douche on yes. the internet at the yes. moment. People Would were saying you? he looked like Joe Gatto from the Impractical Jokers. Because oh, I didn't even, I didn't even he, think he about that. Yeah, you know what? Kind of, he kind of does. And it's funny because they had a and punishment. you, you love the Impractical I do, Jokers. I do, yeah. You're and they all had a in. punishment where Joe actually had to do that to kids. <laughs> oh really? Yeah, it was really funny. He was at a Mets game and. Oh, no, Noah Syndergaard was tall. That's, that's baseballs. A, was, a, I wish that wasn't all fake because that's a good bit. Like I wish <laughs> I it. It, was very it, funny. it wasn't all fake. Again, I I I want the like. They don't seem like bad guys. They're hilarious. Yeah, it's just fake. Anyway, um, I know, I know. It's like it's like telling you. Well, I mean, I I, yeah, I grew up watching them. I, I, I refuse to I believe know. it's fake. Right, God, point. you know what? God bless you. Yeah, did, are you a jackass fan? Uh, actually, I mean, yes, but I, I don't, I haven't watched I mean, the movies. I, I, like, I don't I get it. it. It was, it existed before you were born. Yeah, I mean. But like when I see clips of it, I think they're hilarious. <sighs> anyway, the moral of the story <laughs> being, you have to spend all of next week watching start to finish and then over again and over again because you have to write a dissertation about it, the entire seven part Derek Jeter series, or you have to spend all of next week shadowing that douche everywhere he goes okay that's number two and number three i just want you to think about him right now we'll talk about him in a minute and number three would you rather the orioles do indeed 
trade Trey Mancini to the Mets for a low-level prospect, and they ultimately miss the playoffs this year. Or they keep him, they make the playoffs, but he signs with the Red Sox at the end of the year. Those are your Would You Rather Wednesday scenarios brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Glory Days Grill has an immaculate summer menu available now. Oh, my God. You just heard me talking about it during the break. The South Carolina barbecue chicken. They kept the uh, the starter, the the, um, the pork belly with the Korean number two sauce. They kept that on the uh, menu, which is a great decision because it is delicious, or d- delicious, the opener. Uh, also, the lobster roll with the grilled corn, the crab and lobster fries. The very berry salad with chicken and the Cracker Jack Sunday remains on the summer seasonal menu. It's all available right now at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill or get your order in right now. GloryDaysGrill.com is the website. All right, uh, a couple of things before we have uh, Drew. Drew's uh, getting his picture taken today at the radio station. We all had to do that for what it, I. I'm pretty sure our shows are disappearing in a couple of weeks. We still have to get our pictures taken. It's just a whole bit. Um, so this story popped up on ESPN today. David Purdom is the author of the story, and it was sent to me by Dan. Um, I'll, just, I'll just read it as it's written. The Baltimore Orioles began the MLB season as one of the biggest long shots on the board at sportsbooks and were underdogs in their first 26 games of the year. But at the All-Star break, the Orioles have emerged as the best bet in baseball. The Orioles were 2001 to win the World Series in mid-June, but have gone on a tear highlighted by a 10-game winning streak that put them in the thick of the American League wildcard race. The Orioles are 46-46 at the break, three and a half games out of the AL's third wildcard. Sportsbooks have been adjusting Baltimore's odds furiously. The Orioles are down to 250 to 1 to win the World Series and 15 to 1 to make the playoffs, according to Caesars Sportsbook, and still find themselves facing seven figure liabilities. Bookmakers say they're not overly concerned about the Orioles yet and are expecting them to level off during the final months of the season, but they also are well aware how expensive a massive long shot getting hot can be. Quote, we got burned a few years back with Leicester City winning the 2016 English Premier League title as 5,000 to 1 long shots when every bookmaker in the world said they have no shot, quote, said Eric uh, Biggio, lead baseball trader for Caesar Sportsbook. Quote, everybody kind of learned that lesson. I'll give you one more paragraph. On July 12th, Caesars reported taking a $1,000 bet on the Orioles to win the World Series at 500 to 1 and another $1,000 bet on Baltimore to win the AL pennant at 250 to 1. The book also took several bets on the O's at 2,000 to 1 and 1,000 to 1 odds. So the question I was asked by Chris. Chris says, Glenn, this is purely hypothetical, but I'm sure somebody in your listening audience is dealing with it right now. Let's say that for funsies, you would put a bet in on the Orioles just because sports betting was now legal in Maryland and you just wanted to do it to be silly. At what point are you thinking about trying to cash that ticket in some sort of way? Or was the whole thing so silly to you that you would rather hold on to it just for the fun of playing along? Great question. Great question. Because it goes beyond betting, of course. Within betting, I would always encourage you to, to think practically 
about what it is that you're cashing out on. I would always tell you that. I talked about that when I hedged the Lightning, you know, going into the Stanley, going into the playoffs. Remember, I got the Lightning not at these odds. I got them at what I think it was 11 to 1, 12 to 1, something like that, to win the Stanley Cup. And I said back then, like, I thought those odds were crazy for the two-time defending Stanley Cup champions who had been playing well going into the playoffs. But I still didn't expect them to win the Stanley Cup. It was more a play based on the odds. And then once they got to the Stanley Cup final, and I genuinely, as I told you guys then, believed that Colorado was the better of the two teams, and I thought Colorado was going to win the series, I wanted to hedge. Now, I was able to do that because with just two teams left, you can hedge and still make money. You can't start hedging on an Orioles World Series bet right now. There's too many teams involved for you to be able to hedge on that. So that's not an option. The question is, can you sell it? Can you sell your ticket either back to your book or can you sell that ticket to someone else? And from a practical standpoint, my answer would be sell it immediately. <laughs> immediately. The Orioles are not winning the World Series. Of course, again, I, I did set up a scenario where the Emily Ratajkowski thing. So I guess maybe we could have some fun with this because you would, and that might be what's screwing with the answers. People will start saying, well, you can bet on them to win the AL pennant. No, you can't. That's what my answer is. You can't. You're not allowed to. Sorry. You you don't get to get to get around on this. Um, I, this question is more about something emotional, something that's more related to being a fan. And I don't know if anybody that's watching or listening today actually... People do this all the time. Like, I remember... It seemed like every summer I would have a friend who would go up to Atlantic City and come back and be like, ah, I bet the Ravens to win the Super Bowl. Well, every year you could argue the Ravens had a chance to win the Super Bowl for the most part. But it was just doing it for the fun of it. It was doing it for the the silliness of it. I want to have that ticket. And who knows, right? Like, that's what you're doing it for. And people do that even with the Orioles, even despite the fact that there was no chance of them winning the World Series. I, I... Clearly, there are people that made those bets. That's what the story from ESPN is all about. But I have no doubt that that one of you, if not multiple of you, did something along those lines. You went and made a bet somewhere just for the fun of making the bet. And so the question becomes, do you practically think about the fact that the Orioles are not going to win the World Series, but unbelievably at the All-Star break, you might be able to make a little bit of money on your ticket. Not overwhelming, but a little bit of money. Someone might be willing to buy that ticket from you. Or do you say, the hell with it, this was always about just the nonsense of it and let it ride. And from a fan perspective, I I think you know your answer, right? Like, I think you're aware that from a fan perspective, the answer is, just hold on to the damn ticket. That this was never going to be something you were going to cash to begin with. But imagine, just imagine how much fun it could be. Maybe let somebody else hold on to the ticket. Maybe if they keep playing well, you might not want the liability of somebody coming and breaking into your house to try to steal. Maybe don't announce that you're holding the ticket um, just in case they happen to go on that that ride. If in whatever insane world you were doing this to try to make some money... I would encourage you to get a better financial advisor first. That's, that's a terrible way to go about planning how to make some money. 
but that's fine. I think we know the reason why you bought this ticket. And my answer would be, it's because of your fandom. And based on your fandom, run with it. See, I think I'm on the opposite side of that. Like, I, if if I had a chance to even make, to even just get the money back, like 550 bucks, whatever you put on the Orioles, I'm going to root for the Orioles to win the World Series no matter what. I, I get so it. So, if but, I could... But you, why did back. you do it to begin with? I, I don't know. I, I guess that's, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't and have. So that's it is, the, that's the point. The yeah. point being, you did it to begin with because you were being a silly fan. It had nothing to do with trying to make money. It couldn't have. Again, if it did, seek help. You are not the person that should be making decisions about how to make money. You did it because it was part of your fandom, because you wanted to have fun. Hey, wow, you know, look at me. I got an Orioles win the World Series. To- it was it was nonsense, but it was fun, and it didn't hurt anybody, so you did it. So why would you bail now? Because you can make a little bit of money? I, okay, cool. Again, I guess it depends if you put, like, if you put $1,000 down and $1,000 is real to you, again, I think you're making terrible decisions. My gut is you put 20 bucks down somewhere. And because of the odds, that 20 bucks on, on, what was it, what did they say, 2,000 to one? 20 bucks on 2,000 to one can turn into a lot of money. But it's not going to. It's not going to happen. It's extraordinarily unlikely to happen. What did Kevin Garnett say? Impossible is nothing. I told you, you didn't have oh, to oh. do the bit. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Anything is possible. Thank you. It could have happened. I, sure, it could happen. It's so wildly unlikely that... I, I don't even know. I, I don't know how to say this. Nothing's changed about your scenario just because the Orioles have played good baseball. You bought the ticket because you wanted to have fun because it was part of being a fan. So what I would say is, then keep being a fan. Keep having fun with it. Be the guy that bought the ticket. You'll get you'll get attention around here, by the way. You'll probably get to do interviews. It won't be... I'm not likely to be the guy that, that puts you on the show, but somebody probably would. Have fun with it. Let strangers come up to you. Hey, you're the guy that bet $100 in the Orioles winning the World Series? Yeah, I did. Whoa, must be cool to be you. And if at some point it gets real, like if at some point we get to September and somebody's willing to offer you like real money for the ticket, okay. Yeah, I mean, I get it then. But now, I, I, somebody would have to tell me what, what the offer was. My guess is if you bought a $20 ticket, maybe somebody would buy it off you for 40 bucks. And yes, technically you're doubling your money, but come on. Come on. That's not what any of this was about. One of the odds, I do want to go real quick before we grab a break here. Let me go to FanDuel right now just to see what, because I remember saying at one point when we were doing this with, I think it was Aaron was on Simply the Bets. Simply the Bets will return next week, by the way. Uh, Simply the Bets every Tuesday. We get at bookies every other Thursday. Those shows will be back next week. Uh, brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Um, still 300 to 1. 30 plus 30,000. Wait, what? Yeah. Well, no, but I mean, it's still, it's come down. That's to win the World Series? Yes. It's come down, it's come down dramatically from 2,000 to 1 to 300. I mean, that that is, believe it or not, a dramatic odds change. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, like that's what they were referring to in the story. That is a dramatic odds change. I still Yankees are three to one. Well, I mean, I don't. Have you seen them? Yeah. It doesn't make me happy, but I get it. I still don't think it's a wise investment, but again, for the sake of fandom, for the sake of having fun, a team that's five hundred, a team that's trending in absolutely an upward direction, that's sitting at. You said it was. 300 to 1? Three, yeah, 300 You could put a $10 bet in and... I, I ain't going to tell you not to do it. I've definitely spent money in far dumber ways. Far dumber ways. In fact, I actually might be enticing myself into just doing it for the hell of it. As being a fan, man. Like, why not? It's not about the money. If the money were to come in, that's great. But I don't know. Why the hell not? Why the hell not? All right, um, and if you're going to do it, do it at FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. That's where the odds are. When we come back in, Drew Forrester is going to join us. Uh, we'll talk to him about um, the hell's the guy's name that won the – oh, Cameron. I, told, I said – I called my shot on Sunday. I'm like, I'm glad I don't have to do a show where I talk about golf because I'm absolutely going to f- screw up which Cameron is which Cameron. That's going to happen. I'm going to call him Cameron Young and he's Cameron Smith. He's Cameron Smith, and I, he's probably going to live. Charles Barkley's – that's all. You know what? We need to talk about that. We need to discuss that for sure. Drew Forrester and uh, Would You Rather Wednesday next. It's Glenn Clark Radio. The wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. Hey O's fans, get to Oriole Park early on Friday, August 5th at 7.05 when the first 20,000 fans 15 and over will receive a Cedric Mullins 30-30 Club bobblehead presented by Masson. Celebrate Cedric Mullins' historic 2021 season when he became the first player in Orioles history to join the 30-30 Club with 30 home runs and 30 stolen bases. Tickets start as low as $15. What better way to cheer on the Silver Slugger than at the ballpark that forever changed baseball? Buy tickets at Orioles.com slash tickets. The biggest pro wrestling stars today and all time all have one thing in common. You've heard them on Jobbing Out. Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate it. The great Kurt Angle. Thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Matt Riddle. Yeah, man. Thanks, man. The champ, Drew McIntyre. Thank you for having me. The great Ron Simmons. Keith Lee. Appreciate you guys having me, man. Bill Goldberg. My pleasure. Charlotte. Thank you so much for having me. Mick Foley is with us. This is the greatest name for a wrestling show I've ever heard. MJF. I'm glad you're happy I'm on this show because I'm freaking miserable. Le Champion. Chris Jericho. Le Champion. AJ, Aaron, Brandon, and Glenn are talking pro wrestling every week on Jobbing Out. Find it at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio, iTunes, and SoundCloud. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a wide range of models and trim lines. You can choose the perfect Toyota to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. 
Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever is on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. The latest edition of Press Box is available now, and it's our very first Salute to Coaches issue. On the cover, we recognize Ravens coach John Harbaugh ahead of his 15th season. Also inside, find tributes to Navy football coach Ken Niamatololo, UMBC soccer coach Pete Karinji, Maryland soccer coach Sasha Sorovsky, and field hockey coach Missy Maharg, Mount St. Joe basketball coach Pat Clatchy, and poly basketball coach Kendall Peace. We also honor recently retired Johns Hopkins lacrosse coach Janine Tucker and Calvert Hall baseball coach Lou Eckerl, the athletes who lives these coaches have impacted offering insights on what makes them special and why they've stood the test of time. Pressbox is available for free at over 500 area locations including 60 Royal Farm stores and you can always find the entire edition as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. To follow the show on Instagram, it's just Glenn Clark Radio. And to follow the show on OnlyFans, wait, I don't think you're supposed to know about that one. Any hoodle. Take it away, boys. All right, back in here on GCR as we continue on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Been a couple of weeks, but let's bring back our friend Drew Forrester. Drew's MorningDish.com, Fairways and Greens, 105.7 The Fan. What's going on, dude? How do you How do you get paid for OnlyFans? Um, like, what do you mean, how do you get paid? I, people, people... Well, how do you, how do they pay you? Do they, you just get it directly into Yeah, your... I'm pretty sure you just, like, I, I... <laughs> No, 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 I'm asking, I'm asking how you... Yeah, sp- you. specifically? Well, I don't, unfortunately. Yeah. Not the most successful OnlyFans page. All right, um, so, so... the he, I don't know. Where you been, by the way? I mean... Well, I was I was I was broadcasting the world championships, and then I it took a week to go on a cruise with my, my seven year old. I was trying to be a good dad, believe so, it or not. So, did when you and I beat up the cruise people, did that help you or hurt? Not, not at all. Did not help me in any way. In fact, I I didn't even get a response. Got nothing. I, yeah, that's some customer service oh, there, man. They, they killed it. They and by the way, they asked me to fill out a survey when I got back, and I want oh. you to know I did. For the first time yeah, in the history of my life, I filled out the I survey. <laughs> I had a I few things to say. Um, okay, so Cam Smith, he's definitely going to live, correct? I mean, it, that answer he gave the other night certainly would lead you to think that he is. I mean, the whole thing, I, what I find really funny is, and look, I, I've been saying this since this whole thing started. I understand. I get it. I get the money part of it. It's out of this world insane. It's not like they're doubling your money. They are times aiding your money. Right. Right? Like, so I get it. I, I do. I understand it. But what I don't understand is when someone says, my team handles that. That's the one I don't get. Do they ask you so your you opinion? Mean you're... Yeah, right, right, right. So, like, that would be a ten. That would honestly be the same as someone saying to you, and I'll just use the banner as an example. 
hey, Glenn, the banner wants to give you $600,000 a year for you to come and work for us. Right. We don't think it's a good idea. You would say to your yeah. team, <laughs> yeah. why? I, I, yeah. Make, I yeah. make that yeah. call. Yeah. <laughs> right. They offered me $600,000. we are taking it. So when I hear Cam Smith say, well, I don't know, mate. My team handles that. That's when I'm like, okay, dude, now now my opinion of you is definitely right. diminishing. Correct. Correct. Like, you know exactly what's going on, as you should. Right, you just don't want to you talk know about they it. offered right. you. Yeah, right. You know they offered you $90 million. You know you're going. I also understand you don't really want to talk about it right now because you just won the British Open, and I agree with that. I do think it's I do I do think and I'm I got my media hat on. If I can't ask you right now when I'm sitting in front of it, it's like the old it's like when Harbaugh got mad at me that time because I asked tried him the to question fight about you, yeah. not not, yeah. not scoring against the Falcons on the road and then he yelled at me and I said, "John, if I'm not allowed to ask you a football question, what what, what am I doing here?" Like so if I can't ask you Cam Smith, you're sitting right in front of me. And now's my chance to ask you a question. And the number one story in all of golf for the last four months has been this rival circuit that you've been linked to. If now's not the time for me to ask it, when is? Um, so I get it. And I also get and I also get that he says to them, Dude, I just won the British Open. Ask me about that. Right. Right. So I get by, it. By the way, credit but do I think he's going do I think he's going? I would think there's a pretty good chance he's going. I, I think it's pretty clear that he's going based on what he said. By the way, credit to whoever the reporter was who's like, yes, I understand that, but, you know, the question still stands. <laughs> like, Co- correct. Good, I mean, good on that, like, dude. You do this, right? You, you're, and, and you, look, we're not, well, I, I just walked out on 105.7, uh, yep. not saying this to be anti-Jerry Coleman, but we're not trying, you're not trying to be Jerry Coleman by press, 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 because Jerry... Give Jerry credit. Yep. Jerry's the one guy in town. We always used to say this. You and I would go out there. Jerry's the one guy in town that didn't care, and he would address the white elephant in the room, whatever it was. Oh, yeah, you knew and whatever needed so, to be asked was going whatever needed to be asked that day was going to be asked because if nobody else did, Jerry was going to do it. Correct. So I, I get it, and I would, and you do this for a living, too. And, like, you know, like, dude, i got to ask you this. Like, you did that with Gary, and Gary got mad at you. Gary, i got to ask you this. Yep, yep. Like, you didn't have a timeout at the end of the game. I, I, you, you regret that? I mean, I, I, right. Like, I'm not, I'm not anti-Gary Williams, but i got to ask you this. And correct. I, I got you on the air, and if I can't ask you, it goes back to your thing about Lamar, when the girl called you, or yeah. person, I shouldn't say girl because it might have been a guy, but when the person that re- represented him called and said, yeah, you can have Lamar, you just can't ask him about his contract. Well, then I can't do it. Well, it's just... Okay. Right. What do you want me to ask him? Right. Well, they they <laughs> so, told me. They told me what they wanted me to ask him. I said, "Right. Thanks, so but no I thanks." I get it. You got to ask him. I get that he was agitated by it. I do I do understand that. But, you know, these these rumors aren't going away and there's a natural connection between him and Greg Norman and again, because no one's really been telling the truth throughout this. My guess is a lot of players told Greg, let me get through the majors so that I don't get 
so I don't get the wool pull, you know, so that I don't get the wool pull over my eyes. I, I want to be able to play in all the majors. Once the four majors are done this year, I'm definitely willing to listen. And I would think Cam Smith is one of those guys. So the bigger one to me, and not from a golf standpoint whatsoever, because, I mean, it, it would be not – I have absolutely no idea – what live golf thinks they're getting out of giving insane money to Charles Barkley. Like, I just don't, I don't get that at all. But what I get far less than that is how effing insane Charles Barkley would be to cash in on being one of the most popular men in the entire country. I mean, beyond, I don't know whose popularity rating would be higher than Charles Barkley's currently in the United States of America to cash all of that in to just take a bunch of money to go be a conduit for live. I, that is one of the top five most insane things I've read this year. And you'd have to assume, and I, you know, I haven't seen the numbers, but because I have no idea what he gets to do the basketball the, the stuff. Word was I'm it's, just going to make it. The word was it's like in the neighborhood of $10 million. Okay, I, I would have guessed way less than that. But fair enough. I mean, it, it, let's just pretend... It's five. Let's pretend he gets five million a year from from TNT or whoever it is that actually writes him a check. If he makes five million, he'll need to get twenty five million from Liv, right? Like he's not leaving for seven million. No. By the way, the most basketball. The most recent number that was legitimate was six million. So six million what per year from from TNT? Yes. Right. Okay. So now, for him to leave that, they got to give him twenty-five or thirty million, like the insane amount of money they're giving. So, the the the, the story of that, and I agree with you, by the way, it's completely insane because he doesn't know anything about golf. But what's interesting is what they're trying to do. What, and I don't know that Greg Norman is the the brainchild behind this this particular thing with. Barkley, but what they're trying to do is basically make this thing, this circuit, this tour, this league, they're just trying to make it into almost Barstool. They're just trying to get as many cool... Right, they want personalities, um, they want they, they, they right. want social content, they want all of that. Right. Right, and, and like, as an example, Faraday is by no means a good golf analyst. He's just a funny guy. Right. He's got a great sense of humor. Yeah, but, and I'm not saying he doesn't know golf, by the way. But that's he the played thing. in the Ryder he, Cup. Right. He makes he makes sense to be on a golf broadcast. Like he can actually do right. the job that they need done and can bring them content and personality and all of those right. things. Charles Barkley can but if only you want do a golf an- Right. And if you want a golf analyst who really knows golf and who really knows the players, the only guy right now, the legitimate only guy, and I campaigned for him for a day before they stupidly gave the job to Trevor Rimmelman, they should have given the job to that kid Colt Nost because he really, really knows golf. I, I don't, I don't he know was who that top, is, but sure. He was, a, he was an elite player, um, elite amateur player who turned pro, got hurt. Um, he's now on Sirius XM. He is their answer as an analyst to Andrew Catalone. He, you know, he's the next thing for them. Okay. Right. Okay. So they're going to give this money to Faraday, and all they're trying to do is create this this 
it's almost like it's a carnival. We're just having fun. But, but and there's me, a golf tournament right. mixed in with it. And by the way, that might be a good way to do it. And by, I, I, when I say that, that's why I'm saying from the other side it makes less sense. Because you can make it kind of make sense in that way on their side. Like, hey, we want to create a media empire. That's the next thing. And, and frankly, what they want is for Charles Barkley to go show up at events that the Saudi prince is going to throw. Like, that, that's what they really think and, they're and, getting out of it. 100%. But, and as weird as this is, you know, who's, you know what model they're sort of kind of following with one exception, which would be the age of the participants? Their model is really not that different than what they're trying to do in lacrosse. Kind of. Which is. Right. It is. Right. Except the lacrosse kids. The lacrosse players are the best of the best young guys. Right. But what they're trying to do with this thing is pretty much pick it up, move it to New Jersey next week, mm-hmm. have a party for a week, pick it up, move it somewhere else in three weeks, have a party for a week. That's what they're doing. Right. Right. But they're doing it for. And they, they're doing it in lacrosse. They're doing it to try to get by. They they don't care about. They like look in lacrosse. They actually want the thing to profit and succeed. Like, it's, it's important to them. Correct. They don't care about that. Correct. With the golf. But the concept of the lacrosse thing, the general concept of it is, right. we're bringing this right. thing it's to a, your it's town a carnival. for three yes. or four days. Yes. And we want all the lacrosse people to hang out, have some cocktails, watch lacrosse, reminisce, help fund this thing. And the golf is very, very similar to that, with the exception of, all the players are basically on the other side of the greatness of their career. All right. That's um, all. Let me go back to the Barkley side of it, though, because that's, to me, still the, the part. Like, I, we've talked about it with some of these golfers. Brooks Kepka is, is not popular, right? Like, I mean, he's more popular than some guys. Dustin Johnson is not a popular person. He's not well-liked. Most people in this country don't know who he is, but within the golf community, he's not well-liked. Sure, go take your money, do whatever. Charles Barkley is truly one of the most beloved Americans. No matter what your politics are, no matter what your, you know, your your skin color is, everyone loves Charles Barkley. How do you screw that up? There's no way you can still be that guy by appearing on golf broadcasts that nobody watches. Right. And I and I guess this would be a little similar to when Jordan said, well, Republicans buy sneakers, too. No, but right? That's, that's, like, why, that's why he said he wouldn't talk politics. Like that's. It, I, I get it, but as soon as you say that, you've now aggravated half the people. Barkley is not only not only doing that, but he's doing it in a forum where no one, really know, no one know, even knows how to listen to him. Right. And what's he going to add? I don't know, man. It's a weird. This the live side is weird. The Barkley side is insane. There's just not. And if they're and if they're giving him thirty million, I'm just throwing that number. Right. If they're giving him thirty million dollars, what they really should do with that thirty million is give it to Patrick Cantlay. Man. Or or man, I you know. I hear, Smith, I hear. Or, I hear. But while, while money I hear doesn't you, matter to them. Right, money doesn't matter to them. And what I would say is, and this is the ultimate problem. Nobody in nobody in the world knows who Patrick Cantlay is. It, it, besides you, oh, okay, you know what well, I mean? Well, like, except for golfers, right, right? That's what I'm saying. You know who Patrick Cantlay is. Nobody else does. Like we, we only thing anybody around here knew about him is he was the guy that wasn't. Um, 
Bryson DeChambeau when, when they were at a golf tournament last year in Baltimore. That's, that's it. Like, that's right. the list of things that people know about the guy uh, for the most part. So they can't get for Patrick Cantley what they would get for Charles Barkley, which is recognition, but that's not going to drive. Nobody's going to go f- seek out the Saturday morning golf tournament on YouTube because Charles Barkley's part of it. That's not going to drive anything. But anyway, that, you know what? Different conversation. Let's play Would You Rather Wednesday quickly. Uh, Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Uh, number one. Oh, you know what? I don't. This is. I can't believe I'm about to say this. Do you know who Emily Ratajkowski is? No idea. And you're driving your car right now, correct? Yeah, I don't know who she is. But yeah, I'm. I'm asking a question. You're driving your car. I couldn't send you a picture. Oh yes. Um. Yeah, you can send me a picture. All right. Hang on a second. Make sure it's. You yeah, know, yeah. Make sure I'm it's not gonna get you. Yeah. Right. PC. My, well, what? Uh, do you, hang on. What do you mean by PC? I don't. Well, uh, you know, I mean, the archdiocese has. Access to my phone because oh, I work at right. a church. All right, well that's fine. This, this, I won't. I wasn't planning on doing anything like that. Emily Ratajkowski is a model and a, a bit of an actress. Oh, well, send me that. She's she's yeah, a, right. send she's, me a that one. she's a very handsome woman. She's she's lovely. Okay, yeah. She's very <laughs> <This is> long. <laughs> she's recently single. Um, okay. As as someone got tired of Emily Ratajkowski. Uh, I well, just that's Lee Trevino's famous line. That's right. And every time Lee Trevino saw a pretty girl, he would always say, "Hey, by the way, just just remember, somewhere someone got tired of her." That's correct. Uh, I just sent you the picture, <laughs> so I don't I don't know if you have the ability to pick it up and look because I think it's important for participating. Uh, you're calling me right now. <laughs> I don't think go. that's what you mean. Let me see. Yeah. Let me see. Um, uh huh. Let me look at her. Yeah. Let me see old Emily. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah, she's lovely. Correct. She's a lovely, and I don't believe the archdiocese will be mad about that whatsoever. All right. What so, kind of sunglasses is that? Yeah, that's a great question. That that is the first thing I noticed too. Uh, all right, Drew. So you're. I got bad news for you, pal. Uh, Mrs. Forrester has finally wised up, and she's left you. Um, Bradley Cooper. Okay. Brad, well. Yeah, I know. We all we all kind of. Nobody's all that surprised by it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> What took you so long? Right. Bradley Cooper became available. Um, so you are, you are, you. She's left you. But they, don't, hey, don't be too down, because I got good news for you. All right. Okay. And you get to pick what the good news is. Either the good news is that the Orioles are going to make the World Series this year, or okay. the good news is that you're going to get a phone call today from newly single Emily Ratajkowski saying she'd like to spend the weekend with you at Cabo. Okay. Yes, it's Would You Rather Wednesday. You get to pick. Yeah, you pick one of those. Yeah, two I'm scenarios. thinking. Uh, 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 I'm, you know what? I'm going to let my team decide this. <laughs> <laughs> my team. My team says take the girl. <laughs> uh, very good. Number two. That's well, well yeah. played. Well played. My sir. team. Yeah. My team says take the girl. Well played. Uh, number two, the <laughs> Orioles indeed trade Trey Mancini to the Mets for a low-level prospect, and they miss the playoffs by one game. Or oh, they keep him, they make the playoffs, and then he signs with the Red Sox after the year. Oh, I'll take the playoffs every time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll take the playoffs every time. He's got to be a I mean, Red Look, He's I, going to the Red I'm, Sox. I know I'm you, like, I know you I root know. for them. I know you still like fantasize about Derek Lowe. <laughs> it was oh. weird. It was weird. Drew's first thought when I offered him a weekend in Cabo with Emily Ratajkowski, he was like, could I get Derek Lowe instead? Is, De- 
<laughs> yes, Derek Lowe not available. Right. Um, yeah, I'll take the I'll take the playoffs, man. I'm itching for the playoffs. All right, very good. And number three, uh, you have to spend all. Oh, again, I don't know if you're familiar with this. Did you see the video? Of the uh, adult autograph seeker that was throwing elbows. I did. To, okay. I would love to punch that guy right in the face. Unfortunately, that's not your option here. Number three, would you rather you have to spend all of next week watching and re-watching and then writing a dissertation about the Derek Jeter seven-part 30 for 30. That's all you can do for a okay. week. Watch it, re-watch it, write okay. a dissertation about it, or okay. spend a week literally shadowing that douche. I'll take the Derek Jeter thing. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I am not hanging around that guy. If I was around that guy for more than three minutes, it would be a problem. Also, by the way, I'm pretty sure that you worship at the altar of Derek Jeter. You were actually really excited about this. You, you're the guy. You're the I one wrote guy. About Derek Jeter to, I wrote about Derek Jeter today at Drew's Morning Dish. Actually. Why? Why? Very briefly. I, wrote, um, I just wrote a, a sort of a counter- Point to all of these people that I'm hearing say that that I'm, I was just basically saying if you don't understand why ESPN is doing this for Derek Jeter, there's no helping you. No, no. And he is an iconic in one city. He is an iconic. Uh, correct. Right. By the way, in one city. For the most recognizable sports and that's, franchise, maybe that's, in the world. That's, that's fine, but nobody, nobody in Kenosha, Wisconsin, cares about this. Th- this is the the only no issue. No one in Kenosha, Wisconsin, cares about anything. That's not true. Ev- everybody in the country cared about the Michael Jordan thing. The the only issue with this is they're trying to portray Derek Jeter as being Michael Jordan, and Derek Jeter does not. In New York, Derek Jeter is as important as Michael Jordan is. In no other market is he a tenth as important as Michael Jordan is. This. And, and this, this, the I don't. If they want to do a thirty for thirty about Derek Jeter, they should. Doing a seven part thirty for thirty is just announcing we've got nothing to do this summer. We have nothing. All we can do is air the basketball tournament, and we desperately need to fill time. So we're just going to do this. They could have done something. You know what I, I said yesterday? They want to do a seven part thirty for thirty. The most compelling thing that happened during Derek Jeter's career was the World Series he lost. The 2001 World Series is the most compelling World Series of my lifetime because it came in the aftermath of 9-11, and you had George Bush throwing the first pitch, and you had all of the Byung-Hyun Kim blowing multiple saves, Derek Jeter becoming Mr. November, the whole thing. It had everything. If they did a seven-part 30-for-30 about that series, game by game, and everything going on in our country at the time, and everything going on in the world at the time, it would be unbelievably compelling for every baseball fan on the planet. This about Derek Jeter is compelling in one market and one market only. I, I disagree with that. Sorry. I, I disagree with that. I can't. Did, did you sit? So did you watch part one? I won't watch any of it. <laughs> Why don't you plug? Why don't you go ahead and get I'm your not plugs? watching any of it. Why don't you go ahead and get your plugs? <laughs> I'm not watching. I mean, I'm not watching. I'm not watching. Of any course of you're not. I no, just- neither, neither is anyone else. <laughs> No one in any city other than New York is watching this because he's not that guy. I, I love when people say, by the way, these absolute morons say he was an average player. I, I, he played in the yes, big leagues for yes. 20 years. It's, he hit 310. It's the wrong way of saying it. There is a correct thing to say. And I, I tried to do this yesterday. Michael Jordan, the only argument is whether he's one or two, right? 
How far down the list of the best baseball players of all time do you have to get until Derek Jeter's name even becomes part of the argument? Well, I I, I don't know what to say to this. I, I'm, I think Derek Jeter, I think the fact that he's never been interesting is interesting. I mean... Okay, that's a that's an in, that's a that's a hell of a sell. I, because because I don't think I don't think we know anything about. Him. Well, we know a lot of things about Derek Jeter, but they're all about who he was sleeping with. Okay, but we don't know. I, I, we don't know anything about him. Like, and I'm just use this as an example. What did I know you're going to laugh when I say yeah, this? Yeah. What did he do? What did he do as a routine? On game days in New York. That's a, that screams seven-part documentary, uh, doesn't it? I, well, no. But what did he do? How did, where, where did he go for breakfast? Got, where, right. who, 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 who cut his hair? Me, who, where did he go for lunch? Give me seven well, hours of that. How did he get that. to the stadium? I'm just saying, dude. I think I, – I just think his, he's an interesting guy because we don't know anything about him. Okay. He's Derek Jeter. You, 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 you go watch the seven-part documentary about him. I'm not watching I know you're not. That's the point. It's literally the point about all of this. And again, you, you, tell, you come up with the answer of how deep onto the list of the best baseball players of all time you have to go until we can start arguing for Derek Jeter. Because I thought maybe it was 50, and then we sat here yesterday and talked about it, and it definitely ain't 50. Like, it might be 100 but, but by the time you can get into the argument, right? Like, you might – and and what people are really saying that gets lost is Derek Jeter was a, a worthy of a Hall of Fame baseball player, but he was treated like he was the greatest baseball player of all time, and nothing factual is close to lining up with that. He was a, at best, average defender, and the numbers would tell you he wasn't even an average defender. He was a below-average defender. He was a poor defender. He was not a power hitter. He was a good baseball player, but – I, man, like I, he definitely yeah, wasn't. That hate Derek, you people that hate Derek Jeter because of how handsome he was. That's what it, it is. That's it's hilarious. That's what it is. All right, what, it's hilarious. You're trying to raise some money or something, right? Quickly, we got to do this. Yeah, I'm doing. Uh, you, you don't have to mention that, but I'm, it's going well. It's going great. I'm trying to raise some money for my um, junior golf program that I started back in the spring, and uh, we have a free clinic again tomorrow night. We do this once a month, although I think we're going to probably start doing it every three weeks. Um, so we've had upwards of 25 kids involved. I think tomorrow night we may even have more than that. It would be great if it works out that way. Um, so anyway, I've been trying to drum up, trying to find 175 people to give me $20 and 22 cents, which would meet my budget for the year. Okay. So it looks pretty good right now like we're going to make it happen so how do people do that where would they go to do that um they you can venmo me you can find me on twitter um twitter would be the easiest way to do it just so you can see what we're doing because i have written about it um and you can also go to drew's morning dish so we're plenty of ways for you to find out how to help um we're doing all of this the model of this is basically club soccer and club lacrosse like that's the model except we're not charging the kids three grand a year. We're doing all of this for them free. You know, golf is the one sport. If you and I want to go play tennis, we get our rackets and we go find a tennis court and we play. If we want to go play soccer, we get a soccer ball. We get a bunch of guys. We go play. If we want to play 
baseball. We go to a diamond over here in Parkville somewhere, and we play. You can't do that in golf. Golf's the one sport yep. that always requires money. Yep. And we're trying to remove that. And I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, I'm not chiding the concept of club soccer or club lacrosse when they charge three grand and you play on this elite team. I get it. I understand the value of it. You're paying for the coaching. I get it. It's a great model. That's just not our model. Our model is we provide the instruction. We provide everything they need. We do it all and we don't charge them anything. So um, in order to do that, we need to raise funds. So that's what we're trying to do. Drewsmorningdish.com to find out more. Of course, I'll be talking about it on Fairways and Greens Sunday <laughs> at noon on 105.7 The Fan. And Drew, I leave you with this. This is from Ed, and it's it's so phenomenal. Ed says, uh, Glenn, uh, to your point about Derek Jeter and where he ranks in the greatest players of all time, his career war is 71.3, which is good for 94th in baseball history. I'm looking forward to the player that he is most comparable to also getting a seven-part documentary as the next player on the list with a career war of 71.1 is Bobby Gritch. Now, there's... All right, Drew. I apologize. We had something happen with our phone. We got it. We got. We got to run. I. I. We'll, we'll get that. Let Drew know. I don't know what happened there, but we lost Drew. Drew. Drew Forrester. Drew's MorningDish.com. Um, joining us here on GCR. I. By the way, by, credit to Bobby Gritch. I had no idea. I had no idea that Bobby Gritch's career war was seventy-one point one. That's remarkable. That's really remarkable. Seventy-one point one career war for Bobby Gritch, the former Oriole who is 95th all-time. Derek Jeter, 94th. Um, Raphael Palmeiro, 92nd all-time. He sent me the list from uh, Baseball Reference. Raphael Palmeiro, 71.9 career war, 92nd all-time in baseball history. Look, man, as I said before, the ratings might be insane in New York. And if they are, that might be all that matters. And the you know to the point that we've made... I don't know what the other programming options were for ESPN this summer. More Canadian football, more you know, like they they don't have other options. So this is what we got. Again, I think it could have been done better and more compelling and more interesting. I I think there were things that people would be more fascinated by on a grand scheme than a seven-part documentary about the 94th greatest baseball player ever. Just my opinion. Today's show also brought to you by the print issue of PressBox, which is available right now. It is our Salute to Coaches issue. John Harbaugh is on the cover as we recognize him approaching his 15th season as the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens. Other coaches who have recently surpassed or approaching milestones are recognized inside, including uh, Sasha Sorovsky and Missy Maharg from Maryland, Kenya Montalolo from Navy, Pete Carinci from UMBC, Janine Tucker from Johns Hopkins, who just retired, as did Lou Eckrell from Calvert Hall, recognized him. Uh, Kendall Peace from Poly recognized just an incredible group of coaches that are recognized by their the players they impacted the most. Go get that print issue right now at your neighborhood Royal Farms and the hundreds of locations around town where you find PressBox. Read it all, PressBoxOnline.com. All right. Um, speaking of Maryland, this is a really cool thing. There's going to be an, a game pitting Maryland basketball alumni against Georgetown basketball alumni coming up in just a couple of weeks in College Park. Joining us now to tell us more about it, the man who's at the center of it, he is a former Terp. He's a podcaster. He's Travis Garrison, and he's with us now here on GCR. 
Travis, it's Glenn. It's great to catch up with you as always, man. Thank you for taking the time for us. Glenn, my man, always great to join you guys, man. Definitely appreciate the opportunity for you know to talk about this. Dude, this is really cool. Like I, I you know, I, I don't know what else to say other than I love this. I love everything about it. So, so take me back. Tell me how did this all come about? What is the alumni basketball league? What what could this be in the future? And and what should Maryland fans be looking forward to here in College Park in a couple of weeks? Oh man. Um, so let me start off by saying um, the league was founded by a former Missouri star, uh, former Laker Kareem Rush, um, uh, and uh, co-founder uh, Jake Jackson, who they basically um, uh, Kareem basically wanted to you know do something back for Missouri, take bring something back to Missouri, you know, um, and give some to the to the fans there. So I think they had a, they had a game then like a number of years ago like a few years ago and then obviously COVID happened um but they wanted to bring it back um and the co-founder jake you know they, they thought it was a great idea to basically maybe make it bigger because of the success that they did have so they missouri played kansas and had a great turnout um and so um one of kareem's uh, former teammates jason Conley. Um, he's from the area and he contacted me a couple of months ago and kind of told me a little bit about the league and, you know, asked when I'm still, you know, close to Maryland and, and, and close with Maryland and things like that. I told him, yeah, pretty much. And he said, how would I like to be, you know, the general manager, the owner of the Maryland alumni team? And I'm like, okay. He was like, yeah, the game's going to probably be next year, 2023. And I'm like, okay, yeah, you know. Um, and I'm like, cool. He said, well, who would you want to play? I was like, uh, you know, Georgetown, why not? You know, why not Georgetown? You know, everybody wants that rivalry. They always talked about that rivalry, who's better. Um, but obviously that game never happened year in, year out. So I thought it would be a cool thing to do um, for the fans here in the area. And um, then I get a call a couple of weeks after that and said, uh, the game is going to be in six weeks. <laughs> so, <Right. Yeah. laughs> so get, I'm like, wow, okay. I'm like, man, I got a square. I got to try to get a roster together. And because I had time, like, you know, maybe, you know, I wasn't going to tell guys now about the game. I was going to wait till next year, you know, and give it some time. But there was some scrambling going on, man. But I, I, I love the concept of the league because, um, you know, you have other things that's going on right now, you know, the TBT, the big three and things like that. Um, but the, thing, the, the cool thing about this league is it's ran by the players. Like the ex, like Chris Wright from Georgetown, he's the general manager owner of that team. Like it's, we have control. Of, they, they, their whole point was trying to give players control of the league. And it's pretty cool. The players get paid every game that they play. Um, they get percentages of ticket sales, whatever happens, whatever comes into the league, they get a percentage of. Um, there's just so much cool opportunities there. That, and it's going to get bigger because they want to add more teams to the league and more teams and more people are reaching out, trying to get involved. And it's going to be big. It's going to be huge. So a lot of guys that's here on the ground floor um, it's a great opportunity for them. Uh, the game is August 6th at Xfinity Center, and it's a nice little roster you've put together. Uh, Melo Trimble, Anthony Cowan, Kenny Abekwe, Byron Mouton, Terrell Stock. Boy, that's an interesting one. Uh, Terrell Stoglin. Um, uh, Baltimore's own Sean Mosley, of course. DeMonte Dodd's going to be a part of it. And I, it, would the concept be, so you can do this as a one-off this year, The when, you, when we talk about it being a league, is the idea maybe that, like, next summer that there could be five, six, seven, eight games, something like that, 
played, and maybe it's not just, you know, Georgetown, but I don't know, perhaps there could be like a Maryland-Duke alumni game, something like that. Oh, I mean, you know, so they do want to add more games next year. They want to add more of like, you know, more games to the league. So like I said, they kind of like the Maryland-Georgetown game was kind of happened kind of quick. So, but next year they do want to add more teams and, I mean, you, you threw Duke out there. You I, mean, know what I mean, who wouldn't want to see that? So, come on, come on, I mean, bro. Yeah. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm. For me, I'm excited about this because um, I, I, I want to give something back to the fans and, and give them something exciting. I, this is n- just not like a, a game where four players come together just to play a game. This is like really like it's a real thing. The players are getting paid to play, um, and obviously we still have that bragging rights going on with you know the Merlin Georgetown being in this area. Who's better? Um, so it's, it's really cool. I'm really excited about it. The players are excited about it. They're looking forward to because a number of the guys never had a chance to play back in front. And that's the thing about it. We wanted to basically, a lot of these, number of these guys maybe didn't play in the NBA. So they had to go overseas. So the whole thing was to bring these guys back and play in front of the fans that supported them for so many years. Now, telling those guys that, I mean, obviously the fans, a number of fans reached out. They're excited. They're looking forward to it. But the players are too because you get this thing where you leave college and you're like, remember the time back when we played the excitement that I had playing in front of the fans. And now these guys get a chance to go back and do it again in front of those same fans that they haven't seen in some time. And they may have not seen them in some time. And it's pretty cool. Cause we're going back to the Xfinity center. Yep. A number of players already told me and say how excited they are. They look forward to it to come back home. Um, and play for their fans. And like I said, some of these guys, are not, Terrell's not from here. He's from Phoenix. And Kenny's from California. So to have them come back and play for their fans is pretty cool. I, I like, I, dude, I really do. I genuinely like everything about it. You know, I, I, I'm rooting for this thing as I think it's a very cool opportunity, a time during the year where, frankly, I don't mind watching some sporting events inside for a change because it is <laughs> hot as balls outside. Um, All right. I like I like everything about it. Give me um, Travis Garrison is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio again. The Alumni Basketball League, Maryland versus Georgetown. It's it's the College Park Boys. Make sure I'm saying it correct. And what's the name of the Georgetown team? Uh, Dog Talk. Dog Talk. That's the game. It's August sixth at Xfinity Center. Um, in in reaching out to guys, did you get the feeling that maybe like, hey, again, if we have more time and if we do come back and do this and expand it next year? There would be even more. It's it's tough to put something like this together in such a short amount of time. Do you think there could be even more interest, and there could be you know an an even broader uh, group of of players that you might be able to get together for a team, say next summer? Absolutely, guys already reached out. So so some guys I reached out to, they just finishing up overseas, um, or they you know going on vacation with their family because they just finished up, or they had other obligations, or you know uh, things like that. But then a number of guys reached back out to me and say, hey. Man, I can't make it this year, but man, for sure I'm playing next year. That's cool. You know what I mean? And these are some guys I know fans would definitely would have loved. So it's guys that are excited about it. And then a lot of times when you start in something new, a lot of people don't it's not really buy not saying my guy, but just they, some guys may not buy into it or don't know what it is. Yep. And until it happens and they're like, Oh wow, okay. Yeah, this you is know, cool, right? And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and and these guys that's on the board, they're excited. They're looking forward to it. They they want this to be a great experience. I want this to be a great experience um, for the fans and for the players. I want the players. I'm, we we our whole thing is to make this a great experience for everybody. 
That's awesome, man. I, I mean, again, I, I, I should be, I, I guess I should be trying to ask critical questions, but the truth is, I just think this is really cool. I think this is a really cool thing. Um, <laughs> and I think Maryland fans are excited about it. And I guess let's, let's just talk Maryland for a second. I mentioned, you know, obviously you're, you're a podcaster now and you're kind of one of us. Uh, you have to put your own critical hat on a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. what have your first year, have you been able to spend any time with Kevin Willard? I know, he had a lot of the NBA guys back recently, which I thought was a great thing, um, mm-hmm. kind of making some relationships there. Have you had mm-hmm. that opportunity to spend some time with him? What have your impressions early on been of Kevin Willard here at Maryland? Um, I actually, so I, I so on Twitter, I'm, not, I'm barely on Twitter, believe it or not. So I go in here and now, and I, I saw that, um, you know, he, he followed me on, on Twitter. So, um, obviously I followed him back, but then I, um, reached out to him and, you know, pretty much said, Hey, here's my number. Um, I, I, you know, I definitely would love to connect with you immediately. He like sends me a message like, Hey, Kevin, Hey, how you doing? And I was like, Hey, all is well, I would love to catch up with you. Um, I went up there to campus last week, obviously that storm happened. So campus mm. was kind of shut down. Mm. So we were supposed to connect, um, last week, but I know they've been on the road. I know he's on the road a lot. I I know Tony skin uh, really well. Um, so obviously, you know, he was like, you know, come through, we'd love to see you. Um, but I heard a number of great things about him. Um, how he always, you know, want to give the guy, get the guys back, um, on camp and, um, and just that family, that family, that family atmosphere, he wants to get, uh, back. And, um, so I heard, like I said, a number of great things about him and how he, you know, just, you know, just connect with the guys. I, I like, I, I, you know, I've had a couple conversations with them. There's a lot to like there. I, I think the thing that jumps out to Maryland fans is, how quickly he's putting together an aggressive schedule, right? Like he didn't waste any time. Let's go play UCLA. Like let's let's do this. And I think one of the things that we talked about a lot is in the aftermath of leaving the ACC that there just maybe weren't the same super big time anticipated games on the schedule that people said, "Hey, I got to be there for that. I want to be a part of that thing." And I, I don't know. I I get it. It might be tough, you know, when you first step in going up against programs like that, but I think it goes a long way to say we're not going to be afraid, right? Like, we're going right. to schedule tough teams, and we're going to try to get people excited to come down and be here and embrace what we're doing. Right, absolutely. I mean, you have to, I mean, especially if, you wanna, you, if you're a competitor and you, you believe that you're doing something great and you're working hard and you know you're going to get your guys right, you know, I mean, why not? Why not say this? we're fearless, <laughs> you know, fear the Turks. Like, we, like we're fearless, so why not just, go all out you know what i mean especially if you believe that much and you know i mean i applaud them for that and I, I think it's gonna be great i know it's gonna be great and to get the fans back in there and see what's gonna happen so i'm really looking forward to this season and um being more being around uh campus and being around the guys a lot more of course the irony of him scheduling ucla is it's going to be a conference matchup in future mm. years which is just so that's crazy i right? saw that the new thing so i'm like oh my goodness like Wow. It's so completely <laughs> insane, dude. It's just nuts. Times, times are changing, man. Times oh. are changing. We thought that. We thought when Virginia Tech and those Boston right. College came into the ACC, we was like, okay. And then now it's, you see where it's going. But, um, you know, I think it'll be um, good. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be different, obviously, as, you know. But, um, you know, 
Yeah, imagine we'll imagine me going back to 2002 and telling McDonald's All-American Travis Garrison, "Hey, one day Maryland and UCLA are going to play conference games against each other in the Big Ten and see how your brain handles." I, I, honestly, I probably wouldn't be able to comprehend it. Like, huh? How? What? Right, when? Right. Where? What, what part of that sentence makes any sense whatsoever? None of it. None exactly of it. right, dude. It is so crazy, man. That is so wild. Um, if okay, so let's let me wrap with this. When you do meet with, if you had one piece of advice that you would pass along to Kevin Willard about taking on this job at this point and knowing this area and what works with players and what works with fans, what would be to you the most significant thing that you would want Kevin Willard to know about this job? Wow. Oh man, you put me right on the spot. Okay. Uh, you do this um, now. This is this is you, you gotta you, hey, uh, you're a podcaster. You gotta talk about these things. Nah, I mean, um obviously man, you know the area, you know, when you win things are great, when you lose it's not. Um basically, you know, our mindset was, you know, us in this locker room is what matters the most. Like no offense to the outside, you know, the fans or anything like that, but I mean, as long as we stay true to ourselves and stay together, then anything is possible. I mean, I, I experienced that when I was out in Maryland. Um, and we did amazing things uh, when we just focused on that. But just don't let the outside affect what's going on on the inside. Um, and then obviously, you know, dealing with this area and kids in this area and recruiting this area, I mean, they want to see the coach and they want to be personable and they want that affection and like in the sense of like let them know how bad you want them and go after them because we have so much talent in this area, and I know a lot of the Maryland fans are tired of missing out and all the guys that's great that's in this area but go elsewhere. So You think you think that Jameer Young is going to lead to the DeMatha drought being over? You think that like that we're going to see more DeMatha kids in the coming years make the jump? I, I think I think that helped a lot, you know, especially how, you know, how much, you know, people are talking about it. You know, even, you know, I'm saying stuff that's getting mentioned and, you know, I'm, I'm mentioning I was the last player to come out of DeMatha to go to Maryland. Which is nuts. So, I mean... So, but I think I think it's a cool thing. Um, I know he's excited. I'm excited. The math is excited. Um, so I think you know now that they have somebody that played at the math that's at, right down the street. I think that helps. I, I it can't hurt. I'd like to hope that it can't hurt. Yeah. I hope there's progress. I mean, right. Times are changing, so you know. Travis, what do we need to plug? Where can people find out more about August sixth? Like, can they get tickets? Give me all the details on what people need to know about uh, this Maryland Georgetown alumni basketball league game. So basically, it's on. You can get tickets on Eventbrite. Um, I'll tell you right now, there's a, it's a they, they can find it on Eventbrite the alumni basketball league Georgetown versus University of Maryland. They can go there. They also can go to um, the website. Which I'm about to tell you it's, right is now. It, is it ablballin.com? Yep, absolutely. Okay. Yep, there you go. Yeah, so they can find all the information out there about the game tickets, uh, future games, just to stay in touch with what's happening, what's going on. Uh, but the tickets are on Eventbrite, and it's only, I believe, about 1,500 tickets being sold. So if you want to get a ticket, they got to hop on it like. ASAP, All so. right, go do that right now. And at the ABL USA on Twitter, of course, Travis is at TG Think First on Twitter as well. Travis Garrison, always appreciate you, bro. Really looking forward to this, man. This is really cool, and and hope that it continues to grow. Uh, I, I love everything about it, brother. Great catching up with you. Let's do it again soon. All right, man. Absolutely, I appreciate you so much, man. You take it easy, and I will look forward to seeing. You. Thanks, bud. Travis Garrison right. checking in with us here on GCR again, uh, August sixth. 
I mean, I don't know what else there's to say. I just I I think it's great. I'm not I'm not trying to blow it up and make it seem like you know, I think that there would be 20,000 people coming out of the games or anything like that. I think it's a cool thing. I think it's really neat. I think it's a neat concept. I think it's a neat idea. I think that there are fans that something like this is for and that they'll be, you know, and there's some, look, it's not Juan Dixon and Joe Smith and all that, but like Anthony Cowan and Melo Trimble are very popular players with Maryland fans. I think people will be really excited to go watch those guys play um, wearing the colors and doing the whole thing again. I I like it. It's a it's a yes for me, dog, if I was Randy Jackson. Thumbs up. Does it can it sustain? We'll find out. I, I don't know. I don't know enough about that side of it, but I like the concept. I think you know, if you know what it is that you're dealing with, it's a winner. Potentially. And we'll find out how it plays out. All right, um, there's a really neat local connection to one of the biggest sporting events in the world going on at the moment. And we're going to tell you all about it next. You're watching a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of Glenn Clark Radio. Hey, Birdland, join in on the fun and celebrate the 30th anniversary of Oriole Park at Camden Yards on Saturday, August 6th, as the O's take on the Pittsburgh Pirates at 5.05. The first 15,000 fans 15 and over will receive a 30th anniversary Oriole Park t-shirt. Then stay post-game for the Birdland Summer Music Series presented by Miller Lite, I Love the 90s Concert, featuring Drew Hill with a special performance by Cisco and Smash Mouth. Tickets start as low as $15 at Orioles.com slash tickets. Sports fans, the wait is over. The all-new FanDuel Sportsbook is now open at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. This is your chance to win big right in your own backyard. Bet on every sport with self-service kiosks and watch all of the action from the best seat in the house. Make every moment more at the all-new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit MDGambling help.org get your tickets now for the premier high school lacrosse games of the year the 17th annual all america lacrosse boys and girls senior all-star games will be on saturday july 30th at johns hopkins historic homewood field this is your chance to see the future lacrosse stars up close and in person as they showcase why they are the best in the country go to allamericalacrosse.com and get your tickets now that first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Summer is in full swing, and so is the summer seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Start with the opener, flash fried pork belly with their popular Korean number two sauce, and try their South Carolina barbecue chicken, or back by popular demand, the lobster roll with grilled corn. Also try the irresistible crab and lobster fries, or the very berry salad with chicken. And for dessert, the Cracker Jack Sunday with a waffle, ice cream, and Cracker Jacks. This menu will be going, going gone. Find out more and get your order in at glorydaysgrill.com. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. 
The 2022 baseball season is in full swing, and the future is brighter than ever for your Baltimore Orioles. I'm Paul Valley, And I'm Zach Goodman. And together we bring you the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon with everything you need to know about the Orioles and baseball as a whole. From veterans like Cedric Mullins, Austin Hayes, and Ryan Mountcastle, to young stars like Adley Rutschman, Grayson Rodriguez, and D.L. Hall. We've got you covered for every game, every pitch, and every debut. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash pressboxsports, or you can listen at pressboxonline.com slash radio. So join us live on the bat around every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon right here at Pressbox Sports. It's statistically proven that the show sounds better if you're not wearing pants, like me, right now. You're listening to Glenn Clark Radio. And we continue on a Would You Rather Wednesday edition of the program. Again, continue to get your responses in at Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter or Facebook.com slash Glenn Clark Radio. And somebody is going to win a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill just for participating in Would You Rather Wednesday today. All right. Today's program. Oh, hang on a second. We're going to chat with John Bainan here. In a, or Bi- Sorry, John Bynan in just one second. Um, this is going to join us tell about all of his local connection to one of the biggest sporting events currently in the world. We'll do that in just a second. Um, I did get a message from someone earlier today. The idea, again, the plan, we're not taking more time off. This is not a, we, I know we didn't do a show on Monday. We're, we're back. We're, we're making it work. We are working through. I know apparently we had some uh, issues with um, the phone a little bit earlier, and I apologize for that. But we are working through it. We're back. We're good. So if, and I, and I mean this, if there's something about the presentation of the show, normally when somebody complains, by the way, is he good? Is he on the phone? Yeah, please. Um, if they're normally when somebody complains about something, my response back is get bent. I, that's not the case right now. If there is something about the presentation of the show that you would say, hey, this is a little bit difficult right now. This is something that you please tell us. There are so many moving parts to moving a studio, rebuilding it, trying to put in some upgrades that sometimes things get lost in the shuffle. So if there's any sort of issue whatsoever, just tell us. Just say, hey, having a problem. Just please let me know. And we'll work on it. Because sometimes we don't catch everything. And... I deal with this, by the way, I'll make it a comparison. When the power goes out at my house, I say to my wife, hey, did we call and report it? And her response is typically, well, no, somebody else will. And I get that like when you hear, when something's maybe a little bit off technically, you're like, well, somebody else is going to say something. Not thinking that everybody's saying the exact same thing. And so nobody ends up being the one to call and say, here's the problem. The other night, a power went out at our house. I asked my wife if she called in. She's like, nah, I didn't call it in. I call, and they say, we didn't have a report about this. So I am, for this week specifically, open to criticism. Something that's wrong, something that's problematic, whatever it is, tell me. And we're going to work to get it fixed as we have relaunched from our new studio right here in Towson, and we are very excited about it. All right, uh, joining us now, this is a neat local story. John Bynan from Bynan Sports is with us here on GCR. John, good morning. How are you, sir? Good morning, Glenn. How are you? I'm great. It's great to chat with you. So uh, let me just start. Give me a background. Who is John Bynan? What does what is Bynan Sports all about? 
How did you get into this world? Well, I've been in for it's my 52nd year. Um, I uh, when I, I graduated from Towson University, I got into the sports surfing business, business up in Philadelphia, and um, uh, we were in the I was with the wood flooring manufacturer, and then we got into uh, synthetic flooring with ports poured in place polyurethane, and we started right here in Baltimore doing Essex Community College in Catonsville. And in 1977, I started building running tracks, and I did track at University of Maryland, and we've grown and grown, and now we build about uh, 300 tracks a year. We manufacture all our own polyurethane out in, in Hunt Valley at our factory. Uh, we have offices in uh, Austin, Texas, and uh, Denver, Colorado, Fresno, California, and Portland, Oregon. That's remarkable. So what what, what drove your interest? Like, I... And I'm not asking this to try to um, to, to minimize it. I, it's something that I've just never thought about. I've never been anywhere and said, I, I wonder what it's like to make this surface over here. Like, I've, it's just something that I never thought. Why was it something that was interesting to you and something that you've been able to now do, as you point out, for five decades? Well, it's, it's, uh, we, we always were constantly trying to improve the performance of, uh, of the athletes and provide a safe surface, something that they can train on day in and day out and compete at the highest level. And uh, so I have a great staff, uh, great chemists. Uh, we do a lot of R&D. We work with a lot of the major shoe manufacturers, with Nike, uh, with uh, uh, New Balance, and now we're doing the new Under Armour facility in Port Covington. So, um, but Well, I mean, and, and even bigger than that, I mean, the, 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 the World Athletics Championships, which for those who know, that's the World Track and Field Championship going on right now in, in Oregon, um, that's yep. a really big deal, John. <laughs> like, yeah. that's, how does that happen? Well, uh, we've been on campus at the University of Oregon for over 30 years, um, and they host all the major track and field championships in the United States. And the fastest times on U.S. soil have been run on our track at the University of Oregon. And um, fortunately, Oregon was able to win the uh, – the bid to have it uh, this year, um, and the times are absolutely fantastic. Uh, it's the first time that they've hosted the World Athletics Championships on U.S. soil, and we're very, very proud that it's on our surface. But uh, uh, just the other day, Otto Bolden, the uh, sportscaster yep. uh, for NBC, said that this was the fastest track in the world. Wow. Wow. That is that yeah. is remarkable. John Bynan, Bynan Sports is with us here on Glenn Clark Radio. So I understand, John, I'm a dumb guy, right? Like I, I didn't pay attention most of the time in chemistry. It, it wasn't for me. Um, I, I whine about sports on, for a living. That's what I do. Dumb guy. Why? What makes your track faster? What makes it so world class? Well, that's a good question. And uh, we've developed a product uh, that supports the athlete and then returns the energy to the athlete in the direction that he or she needs it. Hence, uh, great times. And the beauty of our product is, is that you can train day in and day out, compete at the highest level, but at these major meets, it's designed, uh, for the middle distance and distance runners, as well as your sprinters and hurdlers. And, um, hence we've, uh, it's the preferred product. If you listen to the, the, the athletes, uh, the Jamaican uh, sprinters, they, they love coming to Hayward Field to compete. I mean, it's, it's, it's got to be, you know, music to your ears when you hear those types of things, John. It's got to be Absolutely. 
quite fulfilling when you hear that type of praise. Um, Absolutely. It really is. What, what's next, I guess, is the, the next dumb guy question, right? Like, where do you – how does it get bigger or better than the world championships? Well, the, the next one we're, we're going to go after is the uh, uh, 2028 uh, Olympic Games in L.A. Um, then that way they'll have a, an American company uh, providing the, the track for the Olympic Games in, in, on U.S. soil. Oh, that would be a really big deal. I mean, that would be, a, obviously, that would just be overwhelming uh, to get that opportunity. Yes, how, it would. How, how does that process work? <laughs> like, do, do you, is there someone you can call? Hey, you guys thought about how you're surfacing your track yet? Like, how, <laughs> how does that even work, you trying to land the Olympics? Well, there's an organizing committee, and uh, we've already been contacted by uh, USA Track and Field for okay. training sites in L.A., and um, uh, all the major tracks, in the Los Angeles area or our, our, our tracks. So they want to be able to have tracks that they can train on and also, uh, compete, uh, on the Olympics. Uh, so, so we'll be meeting with the, with the uh, organizing committee in LA, but, um, uh, it, it's a, it's a pretty, uh, small community track and field. So in that, in this community, we're well known and especially in the United States. Uh, you know, shame on me, right? And John, I'll I'll openly admit it. This, this is your story is remarkable. I mean, it's it's really incredible of what you built. You're clearly an industry leader, and yet I'm a dumb again. I'm a dumb guy, but I'm a guy who does sports, and I didn't know your story. So shame on me for that. And I'm I'm glad that we can try to help share it to others, um, because it's 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 quite incredible um, what it is that you have accomplished and what you've built and creating a business and jobs here in this area. I. I can only imagine this deep into your career, the pride in what it is that Binance Sports has become and what it's been able to do to leave an impact on this community. Well, we're very proud of it. Uh, it's not a one-man show, but we uh, we have 375 employees, and um, everybody's very passionate about what we do. Uh, and it's, it's it shows. I mean, the success that you've had, the sheer numbers of – 7,500 installations in over 20 countries, including now as we talk yep. about the World Championships and hopefully the Olympics next. Um, Bynonsports.com. That's B-E-Y-N-O-N sports.com. Correct is where people can find out more about what you do? Absolutely, Ben. John, Absolutely. I, I really, I, first of all, congratulations. Like, I can't Thank say you. that enough. Congratulations. Secondarily, um, I, I am, we are going to root like hell for you guys and what it is that you're doing. May the times this week continue to be blazing fast, and may there be no doubt about what the surface should be for 2028 in the Olympics. Um, John, thank you for Absolutely. taking a couple minutes for us. Thank you very much, Glenn. Thanks for having me. John Bynan, um, that is a really cool local story. And again, shame on me. I had no idea. I had no idea about the incredible success of Bynum Sports. It was, uh, I, I had, um, you know, I think I can just add it. I had a, some friends who reached out and said, hey, you know about this? Have you heard about this story? Are you familiar with it? And I'm like, nope, I don't know anything about it. They said, do you think it's something you want to learn more about? I said, yeah, I think I would. You're an industry leader. And right here in Hunt Valley, in our backyard, and I, shame on me, shame on me, but uh, it's remarkable. John Bynum, Bynum Sports, uh, again, the World Championships continue this week out at um, it's Hayward Field in uh, Eugene, Oregon. They call themselves Track Town. It, track and Field is monstrous at the University of Oregon. It's like the place. The Nike connection, you know, kind of makes sense. 
that that would be somewhere where track and field is just massive and, and matters a great deal. Um, and they're hosting the world championships right now. Devin Allen, who was the one that was defaulted, I don't know how familiar everybody is with the story. So the hurdles the other day, Devin Allen, I, I, did, not, I did not know this. Your start time has to be a tenth second after the gun. Because you're not supposed to anticipate the gun. You're supposed to go after you hear it. And essentially they figured out, like, if you if you go after you hear it, it's going to take you a tenth of a second to react to it. So when I heard false start, I, like all the other idiots on the planet, was like, oh, well, he went before the gun. No, that's not the case. He went after the gun. It was just not quite a full tenth of a second. I don't remember if the number was a hundredth or a thousandth, something like that. That's weird. <laughs> like, that is a weird rule. That he went after the gun, but too soon after the gun, and that's the reason why he was kicked out of the race. Devin Allen, who I believe is trying out with the Eagles? Um, that sounds right. I believe I that that's is correct, right? right? Yeah. That's what he's trying. I mean, I, I think, didn't that happen once before where there was a track star who was given a football tryout? And was it, uh, Mar- it wasn't Marquise Goodwin, was it? Oh, Marquise Goodwin wasn't given a tryout. Marquise Goodwin was an NFL player. Well, yeah, but um, he was really fast. Or Mar- no, he was really fast. But I mean, like a a a Olympic caliber track athlete once before, who um, tried out uh, Devin Allen. Yeah, by the way, it is the Eagles. Um, who was it? Uh, track star NFL tryout. I'm probably just gonna get a bunch of Devin Allen. Yeah, that's probably all I'm gonna get. Uh oh, uh, nah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it did happen once before this. I really feel like it happened, but whatevs, whatevs. I won't know the answer. If you know, tell me. That way, I'll be less stupid. All right, um, Griffin, I need your Ronaldo Nehemiah. Thank you, thank you, John Colson. John <laughs> Colson coming through. That is exactly the answer. Ronaldo Nehemiah. Now I got to remember who it was with. Ronaldo Nehemiah. I can't say I recognize that name at all. Oh, you got to go back a ways. Okay. And Ernani and I actually played for a while with the 49ers. Oh, man. 100%. Was a was a world-class track star. Played for a couple years with the 49ers. But you got to go back to the 1980s, early okay. 1980s, okay. for when that occurred. 100%. Now I'm starting to think there was one other one. Now I'm starting to think there was one more between Ronaldo Nehemiah and now. Between now and Devin Allen. There was one other world-class track athlete who didn't make it, who just got... A tryout, nothing more. Um, but there was a lot of pomp and circumstance because it might have been like in an Olympic year or something like that where fresh off the Olympics, another track athlete was given the opportunity to try out for an NFL team. Eh, we're going to waste time on it. I don't want to. Yeah. Ronaldo Nehemiah is a great answer, though. Great answer, of course, who um, Ronaldo Nehemiah uh, went to Maryland. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, 100%. One of the great, I mean, one of the most re- remarkable athletes ever. Great, great one that I totally blanked on. All right. Uh, did you think of who the other one was? Did you think of who it was? Who? Jim Thorpe. No, no, that's it's not Jim Thorpe. Get out of here. No, I'm thinking of somebody between the 90s, the 2000s, the 2000s, somewhere in the more modern, in the last 30 years. And it might have been, it's not Michael Johnson. Somebody who is a notable track athlete who, like, fresh off a track accomplishment, was given the opportunity to try. 
this is what the show has devolved into, is me just sitting here trying to see if I can remember something. Super helpful. You want to keep going? No, I don't. <laughs> I want to get your responses for Would You Rather Wednesday. Would You Rather Wednesday is brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Again, Glory Days Grill's got the summer seasonal menu available right now. It is outstanding. Outstanding. South Carolina barbecue chicken. Oh, they know how to barbecue a chicken in South Carolina, my friends. Not in North Carolina. They have no idea how to handle barbecue. They don't know what barbecue is, but in South Carolina. Anyway, uh, also the uh, the lobster roll and the corn, the uh, crab and lobster fries, so much more, all available right now on the summer seasonal menu at Glory Days Grill. Uh, somebody today is winning a $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. Let's do it. Numero uno, would you rather? Griffin, you are single. You didn't have anyone leave you. You're just yeah. a, a single gentleman. You, um, the rest of us, uh, unfortunately, our spouses has left us, and we're probably quite sad about that. This was not your doing. This was they just. I come home today, and Mrs. Clark says, "Sorry, I realized how much better I could do." And again, the response from everybody else is like, "Well, yeah. I mean, like, what what took you so long? Your spouse has left you, but there's good news. That good news can be the Orioles make the World Series. There's a couple of you, including wow. my buddy uh, Stone from 105.7 The Fan." Uh, have pointed out, not win the World Series. I'm not telling you they're going to win or lose. I'm just giving you they'll make it. So they could win. They could. But I'm not giving you that. I'm just giving you that they're going to make, they're literally going to make the World Series. Or you get a personal phone call and an invite to spend a weekend in Cabo with Emily Ratajkowski. Now, a few of you have asked further questions about that. (laughs) I feel like I shouldn't have to be so descriptive. She makes the call. This is not an elaborate prank. This is not um, you and like a, a million other people are going to Cabo and, you know, like she's the head of some Ponzi scheme or something like that. She wants to spend a private weekend with you as her date in Cabo. Okay? Which would you rather? Uh, I think the answer is very clear. You go with Emily uh, Ratajkowski. Yeah. And, in, in, uh, yeah, wherever she wants to go. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Now, would, and, it, and, would it be different if I had said the Orioles win the World Series? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> See, it's funny because... <laughs> because, like, I mean, think about the emotional damage that comes in. You come home and yes. your spouse is gone. Oh, I'm devastated. Yeah. I'm the, devastated. Are the Orioles going to be able to heal that? No. <laughs> Not a chance. Now, somebody might say, is one weekend with Emily Ratajkowski going to heal it? And the answer, again, is no... <laughs> But I think it goes a, a a further way to getting healed. Then the other thing too is the paparazzi is is well after Emily Ratajkowski. So now you're who's this guy? Yeah. Who is this suddenly, mysterious man? Suddenly Glenn Clark Radio has right. got a lot more. There's that. And then the other thing too is even if Emily Ratajkowski says she's done after the weekend, well, I think there might be others who would say no. If she, if Emily Ratajkowski, it's that snowball effect, though. right? Like that girl that you liked over at the eBay store. You know that girl. The oh god, you don't even. Does that even mean anything to you at all? The eBay store. Oh god, is that what you said? Oh god. Oh, isn't eBay a website? <sighs> I always forget how young you are, Griffin. <laughs> I always forget. You I'm ever, sorry. You ever, you ever seen the Forty Year Old Virgin? Uh, no, I actually haven't watched that movie. I'm gonna need you to fix that quickly. There's no baseball for another couple nights. Okay. <laughs> You got some time here. I need you to fix that. All right? If it requires you, I'm going to guess it's streaming somewhere. If not, 
I'm going to guess there's an illegal website that you can stream it from. If not, I will pay the money for you to watch The 40-Year-Old Virgin, which isn't the most important comedy of the last 20 years. It's not even maybe in the top 10, but it's important enough. It's on the list. Have you seen There's Something About Mary? Oh, no, no. We're going to start putting together yeah. a list for you, yeah. pal. We're going to start putting right. together a list of things you need to do. Sounds good. So the gal, the 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 the, the fairly good-looking lady over at the eBay store that you've had your eye on for some time, you think she's not going to notice that you spent a weekend in Cabo with Emily Ratajkowski? And you think she might say to your, herself, hey, that Griffin fella, you know, I've always ignored him when he came in here hanging out with Jonah Hill while Jonah Hill was trying to buy these shoes and didn't understand they're only available on eBay. I, I just, I feel like, I feel like maybe I should call him because he definitely put off vibes that he was interested in me and if Emily Ratajkowski's interested in him, then maybe I should be too. I think it would go a long way to the next step in the process. I don't know if I had said, it would be very difficult for me if the Orioles won in the World Series. Because I do, I am a believer that there are other fish in the sea, even beyond Emily Ratajkowski, right? I like I know, I understand, <laughs> I understand. I am a believer that there are more fish in the sea, and that I, even if Mrs. Clark and I, I want to make this abundantly clear, I hope she doesn't. I hope that I continue to bamboozle her for the foreseeable future. But if she were to, I, I believe that like you know, life would go on at some point. And the Orioles winning the World Series would be a very big deal. But without the promise that they're winning it, uh, i probably side with you. Um, Ken Zalis, uh, trying to be a hero. I'll take the World Series. <laughs> okay, sure. Ivan, I'll send you a postcard from Cabo. Brian, also trying to be a hero. Give me the World Series. Look at you, you heroes. Look at you. I'm more about what's best for the community. Not best from I'm sh- I'm so sure. I'm so sure that's your actual decision. Uh from Chris. Uh, uh, Chris says, Oh no, Chris is trying Glenn, is there a promise of you know what? You're going on a weekend getaway with Emily Ratajkowski. I just don't feel like we should have to answer more questions about this. I feel like y- y'all you can just figure it out. You figure it out, okay? God, what's so wrong with us? From Dave, uh, Dave says, um, uh, Glenn, because there's a chance that my wife does read my Twitter, of course the answer is the World Series. <laughs> Why would I ever want to have anything to do with Emily Ratajkowski? She's nowhere near as good as my wife. Thank you, Dave. Thank you, thank you, thank you. That is a good answer. All right, number two. Would you rather the Orioles indeed trade Trey Mancini to the Mets for a low-level prospect and miss the playoffs by a game, or they keep him, make the playoffs, but he signs with the Red Sox after the season? That one's much tougher. Not, uh, not for everybody. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I very... Uh, we make the playoffs. I mean, but we still... But no promise of anything once you're in the playoffs. Right, right, like, right. No promise of anything. Not even winning a game. I mean... And we missed the playoffs by the the, game. The scenario... Even without without Trey. Yeah, you trade Trey, and then you fall a game short of the playoffs. Mm. And he stays with the Mets. That's one of the other things that people, like, well, couldn't he just sign with the Red Sox anyway? He's going to stay with the Mets. He's going to be non-threatening. He's going to stay with the Mets moving forward. There's mm-hmm. neither scenario where he comes back to Baltimore that's, because that's that would really tough. I mean, I can't really. I guess. Well, what are, they're doing three game series now in that wild card round. Is it still? I know it was for the COVID year. I don't know if it still yeah. is. Yeah. 
well, so I, it still seemed very unlikely that we could win a playoff series. That's true. And you know what? Let's just, let's keep Trey. Let's let's live it out this season and see how far we can go with Trey. And then if I mean, yeah, if he becomes a, a Red Sox, then uh, that's what most everybody sucks. Every, everybody's yeah. giving me the the answer is always the playoffs, and I hear you. And maybe, uh, maybe I would need to portray the picture. Isn't Degrom pitching in a low A? Is that so? So maybe he's the prospect that. No, I don't. I don't think that's going to be the one that you're going to get. Unfortunately, I got bad news. I don't think you're getting Jacob Degrom in return. Um, I guess my response would be if I knew they were doing something in the playoffs. I I don't know that I feel as strongly about this if I just get in. I think it's easy to say this now. I think the moment that Trey Mancini is wearing a Red Sox uniform, it becomes a far more personal and i think this is one of those things in hindsight that like if i did this a year from now and said hey we can go back and rewrite history and the orioles got swept out of the first round of the playoffs now we just make it so they miss by a game and trey mancini's not a red Sox, and red Sox, and you don't have to see that and he's not coming back you know like i think we might have a different feeling about it now i think because i say they make the playoffs there's this like well that could be anything it's sort of like the magic beans right like well, that could they could win the World Series if they make the playoffs. Whereas your you know your approach in saying let's be more practical about that they're probably not winning oh, yeah, the series. World Series or and it's going to be tough to win. I mean, I say it's tough to win a series. It's not that tough to win a series yeah. if you get in. Um, but the reality is they're not likely to do anything of significance. Is the point that you're trying to make? And so how do you measure that trade off? And I've said before the playoffs to me aren't accomplishing something remarkable this season doesn't have to be the playoffs. I said a few times, playing a relevant baseball game on Labor Day in Baltimore, a packed crowd, relevant baseball game on Labor Day is an unreal accomplishment for this team. Anything beyond that, kind of gravy for me. Relevant baseball in September is my pie in the sky for the 2022 Orioles. So if they're in the playoff race until the final day of the season, we have already surpassed my pie in the sky for this team. And if that means that I don't have to watch Trey Mancini play for the Red Sox, yeah, I mean now you're kind of talking me into that because if 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 we if we trade Trey Mancini and this team keeps winning, because mm-hmm. I think the, the the big argument about not trading Trey and re-signing Trey is because oh he's such a leader. But if they right. if they trade Trey and then keep winning, that could probably even mean more for the future. One hundred percent that they were able that, to that we can continue to play well. That that, that would be a positive sign about yes. you know coming now. Not that I'm saying that if they make the playoffs, it would entirely be about Trey Mancini mm-hmm. either, right? Like, um. I just, to me, I get it. The playoffs, it's a, it's a, it's, we love the word, we love the feeling, and I would, the atmosphere at a playoff game, I think we all remember the way that we felt in 2012 when we went to that first playoff game against the Yankees. It, I might, I know we all talk about the Delman Young game for good reason, but I was in tears in 2012 sitting in left field with my dad watching a playoff game because I legitimately thought it was never going to happen. That's how bad things were baseball-wise in Baltimore for so long. And we didn't go to a game together in 96 or 97. So I just sort of... I I remember talking about it on the show like during the miserable Orioles years. Like, I kind of don't know if I'm ever going to go to a playoff game with my dad. I don't know if that'll ever happen. And then it happened, and in 2012, we sat there in left field, and I cried. So I get it. I understand why we feel that way about the word playoffs. But for this team, 
that ain't my my you know th- this was a magical year is not going to be defined by whether they make the playoffs or not. It will be defined by this was a magical year, a truly magical year if they play relevant baseball games in September. That's so that's why my opinion is a little bit different than everybody else's. And number 3, would you rather Wednesday again brought to you by um uh <clears throat> Glory Days Grill. Brian Powell just asked me the dumbest question ever. Jonathan Papelbon apparently tweeted, Hey, ESPN, when y'all are ready to do a documentary on the real captain who whipped A-Rod's ass, let me know. Now, Jonathan Papelbon isn't relevant enough to get one part of a documentary on a 30 for 30. Brian Powell is a stupid Red Sox fan, so he doesn't get to have opinions about things. <sighs> Sorry. I'm, I'm being a bit of a jerk, but I stand by it. He doesn't allow, He's not allowed to have opinions. Uh, but speaking of the 30 for 30, would you rather... You have to spend all of next week watching, rewatching, and literally writing a dissertation about all seven parts of Derek Jeter 30 for 30, or you spend the week shadowing that douche that was at the All-Star game yesterday elbowing kids to try to get autographs. Um, yeah, I mean, I really... a week, Just a week shadowing that a guy? A week shadowing that guy. And by the way, a few things. There have already been people that have been like, well, I'll just pop earbuds in. No. You can't... You have to understand the the intent of the rules of would you rather. I think Wednesday I'm following end. that guy. I mean, I really. Yeah, I mean, to write a ton of stuff about. I mean, I think I could make myself interested in it, but it's it's just I don't. That's not worth it. I I I. You know, it's weird. I actually agree with you. Yeah. I don't think. I think I would be. It's gonna suck no matter what. Th- there's mm. nothing good here. But I actually think I would drive myself insane trying to sit down and write a dissertation about a Derek Jeter. I mean, like, I think that I would become Howard Hughes. I would start peeing in bottles, something like that. I, it would make me ill trying to do that. This guy, it's going to piss me off. It's going to rub me the wrong way. But I've, by the way, I don't know if you guys have what heard, are, I've had terrible bosses before. So what are we, we're just like following around him with bags of signed baseballs. and I, I, I don't know exactly what the job would entail. Like maybe you're his security, whatever it is. Yeah. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, but you have to shadow that guy everywhere you go. It's going to. People see that you're with him. Yeah. You're, you're going to be ill about it, but I don't think it's going to be quite as bad as the insanity that you're going to feel with the Derek Jeter yeah. thing. I think. People can remember his face. Um, they won't look. Yeah. Bad, they'll yeah. forget all about you. No doubt about it. All right, uh, continue to get me your responses for Would You Rather Wednesday, brought to you by Glory Days Grill. Somebody's winning that $25 gift card to Glory Days Grill. Tidbit brought to you today by the Stan the Fan Variety Hour. Stan, Danny Black, and Zach Goodman from the Bat Around did a fun show on Monday recapping uh, what the Orioles uh, did in the first few rounds of the MLB draft. You can find that right now by going to facebook.com slash pressboxsports or pressboxonline.com slash video. What you got? All right. So a little bit of some, some all-star tidbit. Jorge Lopez, he was the lone Orioles representation in the all-star game last night. He faced two hitters and retired both of them on three pitches. I know you saw that. I did not watch, but I'm aware. Um, yeah, I almost missed it because I, 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 I kind of had it on the background. You, so were, I you were invested in the all-star. I'm trying I wasn't to, invested. I'm trying to think. I, I wasn't invested. I'm, trying to, cause I'm not years, as invested as, as I was in the derby. For years, I would say I still watched the all-star game because it was the only thing to watch, mm. right? And then I don't remember who said this to me. They're like, you know you don't have to just watch something because like, you have to watch sports every night. So did you watch? You didn't watch any of it? Any of it? Uh, they had, so they had Alec Manoa mic'd up while yeah, he was everybody, I, everybody's yeah. talking was, about that. It was that. pretty interesting. It was, I, I, I'm being honest. I and do. then they had Nestor Cortez. I mean, of course, it was you know the the freaking right. Blue Jays pitcher and the Yankees uh, battery. So it was Jose Trevino. Trevino is a pretty cool guy. 
Okay. Um, but Nestor gonna, Cortez. You're not going to sell me on that. Mic'd up. That's that's Orioles legend, Nestor yeah. Cortez, of course. They had so many Yankees mic'd up. It was very annoying. Um, um, my, I, I think it's neat that they did that. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have talked about, like, you should do that with real games. I've always thought it was awkward how much miking up they do in real games. I, I think that you should limit it to, at most, the manager or a player... I do. I particularly like it when it's a pitcher who's not pitching that day. I think yeah, that makes yes. a lot of sense. John right? Means coming on every uh, broadcast. Well, that. I mean, John Means should just be the the, yeah. the third part of the broadcast booth. I mean, he's been unbelievable in that role. But I've always thought like we're trying to go a step too far with actual games. Like these players are supposed to be trying. They should not be distracted as they do that. Really, like yeah, I. Yes. I there's a lot at stake. I don't. I think we go too far, but I love it when yeah. Julio Rodriguez was mic'd up. It had a fly ball to center. He like kind of skipped into it because he almost like overran it. <laughs> okay. I mean, and, ma- and maybe players, bad if he maybe that. players are utterly capable of not thinking about the fact they're mic'd up and mm-hmm. just playing. Right? Maybe I'm wrong about that, and that's the, the deal. Um, I'm all for more innovations in sports broadcasting. I'm all for it. It's trying to improve the experience for everybody. All right. So anyway, but it's was, not going to get me to watch the All Star. Okay. Game. That those those days. Somebody asked me the other day, like, what the, if the, what if in three years it's like four starter? The Orioles have four starters again. Like, would you watch that? Maybe. Like, and it's a maybe. You're. Um, I think you would. I think then you you wonder if you're going to miss out on somebody doing something special that you mm-hmm. care about. And I'm not trying to be dismissive. But I guess in this day of social media, like, you, you won't. Would, that's the thing, yeah. right? Like, I just still don't think it could make me feel like it was a good investment of my time. Last night, what did I watch? I told you guys before, I was, I'd fallen behind on The Boys and on Stranger Things. So i now fully caught up. I finished the season of The Boys, and I've got, like, 30 minutes left of the two-and-a-half-hour Stranger Things episode. Um, so that's what I did. And I wanted to do that because I want to start where we... Uh, um, the Shadows. The hell's the name of the show? Uh, what we do, what we do in the yeah, Shadows. I want to get into the new season of What We Do in the Shadows. So I got a thing I want to move on to. It's just, to me, better content than an All-Star game is. And the Orioles play again on Friday, and I am fully invested in every Orioles game now. So I got two more nights to try to knock out other things that I want to watch. All right. So uh, uh, there was a, there were two runs scored in the first inning as well last night. Cool. Just, <laughs> disappointing for me. Oh, yeah. you, that's right. You bet. Oh, I forgot about that. That's right. So that was disappointing. Damn. I'm sorry. And then, uh, Tony Gonsolin took the loss. What'd you put, how much did you put on I it? I just put like five bucks on it. Okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> uh, but Tony Gonsolin oh, took yeah, the loss. Oh, yeah. I saw that. Yeah. And he hasn't lost he a hasn't game. Lost. So, of course, yeah. he loses. That's so. hilarious. Um, all right. So it was the fifth year in a row that the Orioles have only been able to send one All-Star to the All-Star game, trailing the longest stretch of the Birds, only sending one All-Star by one year. Uh, Six-year stretch from 2006 to 2011, where they only sent singular all-star. Right, because 2005, remember? Yeah, I know. Yeah. So it w- almost was an 11-year stretch. Cause it yeah. Was like, well, I mean, but the, you know, they, they were really good for the first half. Um, so they went, and then they went on a streak of five straight years of sending at least three all-stars from 2012 to 2016. Sure, sure. Um, so hopefully that changes next year. And uh, all right, so anyway, so my question is about Orioles all-stars mm-hmm. in history. So Jorge Lopez, he's a pitcher, became the 24th Orioles pitcher to be named to <laughs> the all-star game since 1969. Jesus Christ. I don't think you can name all 24, but I'd be very impressed if oh, you can God. get 14 of these 24. I think you should be able to, right. to easily get the 14. Oh, man, I'm going to end Not up. easily, but. so many. Uh, okay, so Jim Palmer. There you go. Zach Britton. Correct. Um, Chris Tillman. Yes. Mike Musina. Yes. Um, does this count Jorge Lopez or not? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Jorge Lopez. Jorge Lopez, twenty-four. Old Georgie boy. 
Um, since you said sixty nine. Yes. So McNally. Yep. I'll say Quayar. Yes. So in those five, so McNally, Quayar, Palmer, uh, Musina, and Britton are the only Oriole pitchers to ever be sent twice representing mm. the Orioles. More more than you know, more than once. Okay. Uh, just, just interesting. Was there a Scott Erickson in there? There. No. I'm mildly surprised by that. Mildly though. No Scott Erickson. Let's say you're keeping track of how many you named. I've got seven so far. Okay. Let's say um, Randy Myers. No. What? <laughs> no Randy Myers. How did Randy Myers not get named an All Star that year? What the hell is going on in the world? What year was he? Was it ninety six or ninety seven? I don't remember. Uh, uh, well, the other me, one would have been ninety seven, right? Because ninety six would have been Lee Smith. Did I do the math? So was Lee Smith an All Star? I miss. Uh, I thought I posted. Oh, I mean, it's totally possible that he wasn't. Just, be, I, but it's just insane because he was nails. Um, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I'm gonna guess Lee Smith though, just for the sake of. Uh, it. yes. Okay, Lee Smith. Um, how about uh, how about Dennis Martinez? Is that Tippy Martinez? No, no. But Tippy Martinez would have been a guest too. Yeah, sorry. It was Tippy no, Mart- no, no, Dennis Martinez. But Tippy Martinez was. Yes. Okay. Um, it mean, makes sense. How about? How about? Oh my God! How about a uh, George Sherrill was an All Star, wasn't he? He was. He was in fact an All Star in two thousand eight. The lone Orioles representative. I feel like there was another closer too. Yes, there was. Couple, couple actually. All right, Gre- Greg Olson. Yes, Greg yeah. Olson is one. Not the not um, either of the ones I was uh, thinking of. Okay. Armando Benitez. No, that's not that surprising. <laughs> think uh, more. Was it more B.J. Recent. Ryan? B.J. Ryan was one of them. Jesus yes. Jesus Christ! But also think more recently. Think more recently. There's a lot of there's a lot more recent that you. A lot more recent. Yeah. A closer. Well, relievers. Yeah. Well, there's a big difference in reliever or closer. Okay. Well, there there's there is one more closer in the past decade, and then past a couple decade? more relievers. Closer in the past decade. I got Britain. Chris Ray? No, that Chris wasn't Ray. even the de- past decade. 2012. The closer of 2012. Oh, Jim Johnson. Jim Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Damn it, Jim Johnson. And there's other relievers? Yes. Well, now you're kind of cheating to help me get the 14. Yeah. So, oh, Darren O'Day. Darren O'Day. And Brad Brock. Brad Brock. Okay. 2015 O'Day. 2016 Brad Brock. And then 2019, who was our all star? Oh, John Means. John Means. Yeah, John Means. Yeah. So you're yeah. doing a lot better than I thought you would. Well, yeah, but I mean, come on. <laughs> now now you're helping, so it sort of doesn't count. Mike Flanagan. Oh, uh, Mike Flanagan. Well, I, I probably would have gotten that. If well, we'd... it seemed like you were ready to give up. All right, fine. Gonna... It's 12, 2019. We got to get um, Pat yeah, Dobson. Oh, I could It should have added him when I was doing the rest of the guys, yeah. Um, I said Flanagan. Stanhouse. Don Stanhouse. Don Stanhouse. I didn't know he was Steve an all-star. Steve Stone. Steve Stone definitely was an all-star. Scott McGregor. Yeah. Tiffany Martinez. Mike Boddicker. Mike Boddicker, sure. Don Ace. Oz? Don Ossie, yeah. Ossie. Yeah. You said Greg Olson. Jimmy Key in 19... 19- Jimmy Key! He did it. He got off to a hell of a start. I DJ for- Ryan, and I believe that, that is yeah, everybody. You said Tillman. That's yep. It. That's the whole group. All right, very well good. Well done. Tubular brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Events at sportssocialmd.com. Whatever it is, 
uh, whatever event is coming up that you think that's the place where you want to be, reserve for your group. And again, start thinking about your football season plans because I think that would be a good regular place to hang out either for Ravens games, Thursday night games, Monday night games, whatever it is. Uh, there's nothing. This is an abysmal. I mean, this is the most abysmal. I can't. There's no the basketball tournament? There is. Okay. I can't believe we're still at this place where, like, nobody has stepped up and said, maybe we should provide a better sports option for the night after like, the All-Star uh, didn't game. You said the Futures game? I, I or would, was somebody else I, said that? I 100% referenced the fact that they're still, yeah. they're still doing. They moved the, uh, the complaint about the I Futures mean, game. would be a perfect day. The, the complaint about the Futures game was that it was on a day was it 9 where there other too? other baseball game. Well, it wasn't 9 a.m. but it was in the morning cuz it was okay. the peak. Well, it was 9 a.m. Pacific time. Okay. That is so true. It was noon, it was noon Eastern, okay. 9 a.m. Pacific, whatever it was. Jeez, they they played it they moved it from Sunday to Saturday just to put it on against more baseball games. It's <laughs> insanity what they've done with the Futures game. Put it on Wednesday. Not going to be for me. It's not going to make me say I've got to sit down and watch 3 hours of this, but at least it's better than the alternatives. Um, the problem being that you're asking guys to give up what would be their their break too. This is the there's a reason why we're not doing like Bay Sox and Norfolk segments this week. Mm. They're also on their breaks this week. It's it, somebody should step in and do something. It was so great last year when the NBA Finals pushed back mm, to yeah. July and they were still going on this week. And the night after it was a basketball game. <laughs> anyway, the ESPYS are tonight at eight o'clock on Let's ABC. Go. Uh, the Seattle Storm and Chicago Sky are playing right now on NBA TV. ESPN2's got women's Euro action, England and Spain at 3, and a friendly between Club America and Man City at 9. Fox Sports 1, the women's Copa America, Colombia and Chile at 7.50. The basketball tournament, and they are trying to dress that thing up. They're playing games at Rucker Park, which is cool. It's neat, but it's not going to keep me. It'll get me to tune in for about 10 seconds, 8 o'clock on ESPN. AW Dynamite at 8. If I was to make a suggestion, I, I know some of you guys are just always going to hate Dick Vitale because you believe he loves Duke and nothing else, but, I mean, the man just overcame cancer. There is a new documentary about Dickie V that's now streaming on ESPN+. Plus. Um, they're going to air it on TV over the weekend, but it's streaming today on ESPN+. Plus. That would be my only viewing suggestion that I would have. Anything non-sports-wise? Uh, let's see. Shark Week, of course, continues. So I looked into it, the new episodes of like the new episodes of stuff. So Nat Geo is doing like I guess all the reruns, all the stuff that they have. Okay. And then next week on Discovery is there'll be like new episodes of random stuff. Uh, okay. Like there's gonna be like a Jackass thing. Okay. And a Practical Jokers thing. Okay. Which is which I'm I do like. To. I like the Jackass thing. The yeah. Practical Jokers. Sorry, that'll be for you. So that's that's next week. Oh. Um, let's see. So Gronish. it's not really Shark yeah. Week. Well, no, it is. I mean, there's it's like if you if you care fake about sharks, Shark Week. It's pre-Shark Week. Jesus Christ. We are t- Prep Shark Week. This is how little we have. <laughs> Shark Week's cool. Fine. Gronish is the season five premiere on Freeform with uh, Yara Shahidi. I mean, something, the, give me something that anybody might care about. Uh, five guys a week. What do you think that's about? Somebody that just... I, I got a lot of thoughts, yeah. Got a lifetime. MasterChef, Big Brother. There's a show on Netflix right now called How to Build a Sex Room. And I'm like, we don't need this. And then I thought about it again. I said... Or do we? Season four of Virgin River comes out on Netflix. No clue what that is. Ah, I, I, I somehow missed seasons one through three. So Daniel Kaluuya and Sarah Hyland are on Fallon tonight. I always get Sarah Hyland and Haley Steinfeld confused. Yeah, Sarah Hyland's the one not, from yeah, um, Modern Family. Modern Family, yes. and Haley Steinfeld's the one from True Grit. Mm-hmm. Correct. So you, Sarah Hyland's gonna be on a Pitch and, Perfect and, show on Peacock. And, oh, can't wait for that. And Haley Steinfeld also had that song that sure, was popular. Yeah, yeah. What the hell was that song called? I don't remember what it's called. Whatever. That's yeah, it doesn't. The two of them get me confused. There's also, uh, I try to, I feel like there was something else that I referenced recently that was confusing, and now I've already forgotten what it was because I confused myself that much by it. Let's go. 
that thanks is today. it. Thanks yeah. today to uh, Josh Holiday from Oklahoma State. Thanks to Travis Garrison. Thanks to Drew and also to John Bynan. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the tab at glennclarkradio.com. Stuff and things tomorrow. We're, we're getting by one day at a time this week just because we didn't know what our ability was going to be to do shows, but we'll start trying to ramp it up again tomorrow. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including uh, Royal Farms, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com, the Glory Days Grill, the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, All-American Lacrosse, the Baltimore Orioles, as well as the Costas Inn. Thanks to all of them for their support. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass. Thanks to Ryan at Rexpex Ryan. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Wednesday night. Go absolutely nothing. Duke sucks. Ohio State sucks too.